0: Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie
1: at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm a terrible movie. I mean, I'm Alex.
0: And this week, we're talking about uh, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince.
1: It's bad. It's pretty bad. Uh, it's, it's, It's interesting just because... Throughout these movies We've kind of had our Ups and downs of surprises And mm-hmm. and uh, These movies Constantly subverting Our expectations Right um, And this one just played Right into my expectations yeah, It actually might have been Slightly worse Than Same. my expectations Same um, So Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince Directed by David Yates From 2009 It has an 84% Critic score On Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm and a 77% audience score. Um, so the critic score is pretty much in the middle of the pack of the Harry Potter movies and the audience score is the second lowest. The first or the you know the first lowest being uh Goblet of Fire. Right. Which is bizarre. Um, Tyler, considering you just watched this movie not like half an hour ago, uh, did you like it? <laughs> no. <laughs> alright second question what is your best thing and your worst
0: thing uh, alright so my best thing in this movie is Emma Watson Um, I feel like she is of all the just ridiculous awful relationship crap happening in this movie she is the one who kind of the one person who kind of navigates through it in a way that makes her feel like a real person and kind of brings money to life as a character I can sympathize with and care about um, yes, yeah, so generally she's she's. I mean, she's been she's been a, a good had a good performance through all these, but I feel like this one is one of her stronger ones. Just in terms of she gets a lot more emotional stuff to do, and I think she handles it really, really well, despite the fact that the script lets her down a lot.
1: It lets everyone down
0: a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, my worst thing is the way that this movie. <sighs> I think this movie broke the movies, um, like the the Harry Potter movie franchise, because oh, it left out, it left out so much that is like central to the ultimate themes and and characters and plots of the final book, and of, of course in this book as well. But like so much, there is so much setup in the sixth book that they just were like, nah, we don't
1: want it. Um, Twilight just came out. Yeah. Terrible romances are all the rage.
0: Yeah. Um and I I think I I don't know how much of that is actually what caused them to go with this direction. Yeah. Um I kind of feel like that's the case just based on the fact that that was not a focus of the fifth movie for the most part. Yeah. And they generally handled like the the Cho stuff fairly well. I mean not not amazingly, but like that they played that like young love they're awkward it's you know what happens Well yeah. while they play this like starstruck uh, far flung romance for the ages like and it doesn't work in the slightest cause they're 17 or 16 or whatever um, I don't know basically this bo- I, I mean the, kind of the the main stuff I'm talking about there's, there's a ton of memories that are left out that Dumbledore shows Harry regarding Voldemort's past and this is the book where we really figure out who Voldemort is and where he came from. Um, I think to, to kind of set where I'm standing right now, and I don't know what grade I'm going to end up giving this movie, but the fifth book, after I have finished, I've barely finished the sixth book in time to watch the sixth movie right before we recorded this. Um, the sixth book, I think, is my favorite. I I haven't read the seventh one again yet, so I'll, I'll get to that. But so far, of the first six, the sixth is my favorite. Um, and the fifth is my least favorite the fifth movie is definitely my favorite I mean, we, as we've established so far of all of these that we've, yeah. we've watched while well, the sixth movie is definitely my least favorite right and I don't know how they did that I really really don't I, and of course we're working with more variation here where like the worst Harry Potter book is not like this is a bad book It's like uh, just you know uh, I, Personal yeah. taste I think It's still It's still got a lot of good stuff It's just I, I think it's It's got some problems And Yeah so the variance Between like Worst and best Harry Potter book Is much larger Than worst and best Harry Potter movie mm-hmm. Um And so So that's the thing But yeah it's <sighs> this This movie was a, An exercise in banging my head Against a wall For two and a half hours
1: Yeah there is some good stuff in there and
0: we'll get to it but
1: i feel like at this point i should go ahead and bring out this this old little thing that i would i would say in a lot of our early episodes um especially because uh the the genuine you know the the general vibe i get from from this movie is that most people like it Mm -hmm. so i don't know and i can get to a certain degree why people might like this um especially when they they haven't read the books or they or not, if
0: they haven't seen it since it came out
1: or they haven't seen it since it came out um but if it's more just like i like these actors and i like them you know doing things yeah. i, I kind of get it on that level uh so if you're listening to this and you're like oh they they hate this movie i'm not i, I didn't want to hear that um uh, <laughs> it's just our opinions uh obviously if you enjoy the movie feel free that's that's totally cool but uh we're about to tear this movie to shreds so i just want to i I just want to throw that warning out there before we proceed further (laughs) um i i couldn't watch this movie in one sitting um and that could just be because i was tired at the time i'm not sure but i stopped with like an hour left um it got to the scene where they're in the room of requirement, and they're they're putting the the um the potions book up there, and Ginny kisses Harry, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, I'm 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 done for now, and I <laughs> I, I, I stopped. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that being said, there are some things I liked about this movie. Um, Same. My my best thing is the whole Felix Felicis scene mm-hmm. with Harry going out. Uh, and and he's like, oh, I'm gonna go walk down to Hagrid's, and Daniel Radcliffe's performance in that whole scene—it's like he's high, and it's yep. it's hilarious. Oh, it's great! And, and it, it, uh, so when Hagrid goes, like they're, they're um, having the little funeral for Aragog, and, and Slughorn's having his little speech, his little farewell speech, and Hagrid goes, "Misunderstood creatures they are," and then Harry says something like, "Except for the teeth," and then he does yeah, like the a pictures. little hand motion, but he does the except click for the picture, yeah. <laughs> and so... It's great. Yeah. Um that whole scene is great. And, and beyond that they You know the, why it's great? Isn't it? Like straight out of the book. Well, I was going to say they
0: they add in the bit where uh Slughorn talks about the the fish that Lily gave him. Yeah. That's entirely in the movie. That's not from the book. They they wrote all that in where Lily gives him a fish that that is like continually like turning into a petal or it's its not a, it established exactly what the idea is but something like that where he basically says it's this really beautiful piece of magic where Lily gave him a fish
1: you can do turned, good if you try yeah
0: that went from a petal <laughs> to like a, a lily petal into a fish that, that's and, great and it's excellent it's just this nice little bit where Slughorn is just suddenly like very somber and of course he's very drunk and it's it's uh and that's a perfect leeway for Harry to yes. be like cause he he don't, says don't
1: have her death mean nothing help me
0: well, the, that and the little bit where where they, right before that, where it's kind of play. I mean, it's a joke at first, where it's like they say, "Oh, um, you know, I came downstairs once and the fish was gone, just poof." Yeah. And Hagrid's like, "Ain't that how it is?" Or whatever. And then and then Harry's just over there like, "Poof." <laughs> and uh, but yeah, then he turns that into he's like, "Well, that fish was actually your mother's, and it disappeared the day your mother died." And it's like yeah. it's really it's really nice, touching scene, and and that's yeah. how Harry convinces him.
1: And I feel like um, that that's one of the best parts where it just, like, seamlessly, seamlessly changes tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a problem the rest of this movie has mm-hmm. um, with all the romance stuff. And it's trying to be almost a comedy in a lot of places. And then it's yeah. like, oh, Harry just violently attacked Draco. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. But, yeah, that's 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 interesting that that's that's out mm-hmm. of, that's not in the book that's mm-hmm. you can do good if you try <laughs> that should be everyone's takeaway from this yes <laughs> um but yeah that's 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 one of the few scenes where i was like okay this this movie at points knows what it's doing mm-hmm. um my worst thing is going to be all the relationship stuff there yep. was not a single scene in this movie where i was like that's not terrible <laughs> In terms of, of all the romance stuff. I yep. hated it all. And I I hated it all in the theater as well. I remember mm-hmm. sitting there in the theater in 2009 going, this is not good. Well, and it's
0: just odd how much they bring Ginny into, like, being a main character in this movie. But she's, like, involved in... Like, she's involved with the Half-Blood Prince with them hiding the book that the half... With them hiding Snape's old potions book, basically. Yeah. Like, she's involved in, in helping him hide that. Which of course is played into the kiss thing, so I guess yeah. that's why they did that. But also, there's a scene like there's a scene where he's having Quidditch tryouts, and she's standing beside him, like she's already like established on the team, like she doesn't have to try out. Yeah, which is not a thing, even though they.
1: There's a lot just, of weird things at, like at that where point, it's just like, oh yeah, point, she's I, helping with at that. This point why? I would just drop Quidditch, like I, I would not even have it in this movie. Yeah, the like fact it, that we haven't brought it up for the past, you know, well, really the the last we've brought movie it up yet. every movie, but it's. It, it, it's a matter they, of the f- they did not bring it up once the last movie
0: I'm saying oh I'm saying we okay oh, I, see, I right. see what you mean yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. um just yeah, drop exactly. it exactly and then like there's there's so many problems I, I even more so than the Jenny stuff the Jenny stuff I just find weird um mm-hmm. but not in a good Luna Harry they actually have chemistry kind of weird um <laughs> the Luna continues to be great in this movie mm-hmm. um we'll get to that even though i don't like her finding harry in the the train with with the weird glasses that i like that a lot because they've kind of completely
0: they completely done away with the uh the tonks thing yeah um where uh she's like in love with lupin and then i don't know if you remember this from the book but she's in love with lupin and she's like super depressed cuz lupin says he like lupin refuses to be with her because he's an old man and he's a werewolf and everything and he doesn't think he'd be good for her. but yeah. like she's like like every time they see her she's like crying her eyes out even though she's just like it's a weird thing where it's it's a weird like are you implying that the fact that she can't be with this guy like completely ruins her her life like that's not a very i don't know what message i'm supposed to be taking from this yeah um but aside from that uh I don't know. I really I like the fact that, that it's Luna. I think that I think that's well. That's and that's why I think it's a good cut. Uh, and yeah. I think the fact that it's that is Luna's eyes. Nice. I like it. I like the fact that Luna finds him through these weird uh, kooky magic glasses. Is just because like I feel like we're not necessarily supposed to take away that Luna is stupid or like yeah she's like an idiot for thinking all these conspiracies. Like yeah, I like to think at least some of them are actual things. So I, well, I,
1: I, I like how it leads into the scene where he she fixes his nose and he's like, How do I look? And she goes, Exceptionally yeah. ordinary. Yeah. It's yeah. perfect. Um They work her into this movie several times where she doesn't she, she's also
0: the the just playing off of that, um she's the one in the movie who calls out that Harry put Felix Felicius into the or whatever it is, into Ron's drink. Yes. When he didn't actually do it. Um in the book that just reminds me. So that's that's kind of a neat little hmm. addition, and plus we get her giant lion head, which is mm-hmm. awesome. So yeah, um, it's nice that they work her in a little bit um, just to. I, I I get the feeling David Yates likes directing scenes with her, I guess, or likes throwing those in there just because they are really nice. Yeah. Um, she's she's a really interesting character, I think, and I think he adds some dimension to her as well in the movies.
1: But okay, I was talking about the romance stuff. So yeah. the Ginny stuff i don't like mm-hmm. but the lavender brown stuff i mm-hmm. stuff i absolutely loathe and it's not just this is a whole no, no, tangled and it, and web that we're gonna have listen, to spend some time on it's not it's not a case of get your romance crap out of my harry potter that's that's no. not what this is i'm saying get your terrible romance crap out of my harry potter <laughs> if you're gonna have romance in here have it be good Yep. Have it be with characters that I actually care about and have them not act like cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. These movies are supposed to mature, they're about they're supposed to get more complex, but then you get this this weird obsessive girl who just gets dropped at a certain point in the movie and it's like We we're, we're spinning our wheels. Let's get back to Voldemort. Yep. Yep. Get back to Snape. We're we'll we'll put a pin Get in the back to the important stuff put a pin in the relationship for now, because
0: that's going to take so much more entangling of
1: everything else in this movie. Oh my god. My trusty list of misgivings uh, has returned for for this episode. I will also be going through the
0: text that I just rapid-fire sent you as I was watching this movie and being like, what is happening? That's fine.
1: Um, Yeah, unfortunately we weren't able to watch this one together, so Tyler was just (laughs) sending me his his commentary as as he slowly lost his mind. (laughs) Um... But I hate all the romance stuff in this. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of it works to any degree whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That being said, like I, you know, Emma Watson's performance is good. I don't think Rupert Grint's terrible. The scene where he's taken he, over by the love potion so is far. actually pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. But. I think this is his best performance so far. Of the, of but the season. fact that they're all suddenly like, oh, romance is a thing. It's, it's so weird to yeah. me. And...
0: Well, Ron and and Hermione, at least, they've they've set up to a fair amount. But yeah, like you were talking about with Ginny, it's just like, that's just a thing now, and they are destined. No, no,
1: it's it's weird because, you know, Harry shows up at the burrow, Dumbledore drops him off, and then there's this weird scene where Ginny, like, sees Hedwig and his stuff, and then she's like... There's like... It's not slapstick, but there's like this weird bit of comedy where she's talking up the stairs, and she's like where's harry and then uh, mrs weasley goes harry who harry potter of course did somebody say harry is harry Mm -hmm. here and it's 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 like a three stooges bit and then harry's in there and ginny just runs at him and they hug and then they just awkwardly stare at each other and then that's their chemistry like that's Mm -hmm. that's it Mm -hmm. we don't get any progression of their romance other Mm -hmm. than they kiss why am I supposed to care about Ginny as as a romantic partner to Harry? Like, I get why she's interested in Harry. I get that. And we've had that, you know, that that whole buildup of, well, she's been interested in him from the beginning. Mm-hmm. We kind of dropped that for a few movies, which I find kind of problematic, mm-hmm. but at least they had that at the beginning.
0: Well, and that's a line, too. In the book, there's a specific part where she's like, and we'll get into all of this, but there's a part at the end where Harry is like, hey, I can't be with you anymore because they don't even have that be in the movie for some reason um
1: it's just, they well, act like their relationship is going to keep going
0: yeah i don't know uh but in the book she, she has the line where as like he tells her this and she understands this and she's like you know i never stopped i never really stopped wanting you hermione talked to me and told me to, to try and relax and maybe go out with other guys and, and sort of take my mind off you but i never really like so, stopped like wanting you or, or Wanting to have you, and like that's it's a ni- it's a really nice conversation. That's not a oh, movie. I mean
1: people expressing their thoughts and feelings, and not just like it's it's like the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies where people can't actually have normal <laughs> conversations.
0: It's a weird, twisted uh, love child of uh, Spider Man Three and um, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Yes, that's exactly what I was going for.
1: Where where people don't act like people; they just act like weird isolated aliens yeah
0: and there's there's wooden acting that i think is far more on the part of the script and the director than on the characters and yeah
1: i hated it all
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um so where where do we want to start do we want to start with that or the actual should we just go to the beginning
0: and and kind of work through the plot a little bit Because there's a there's a lot of stuff that's left out of this. Like I'm gonna start I wanna start just just naming out some stuff. And I know we've talked about the the fact that adapting things is hard. You have two and a half hours to adapt a book that has a lot more than two and a half hours worth of content. You gotta figure out how to translate that. I get that, we've talked about that in the previous podcast. I'm not saying that this movie should have been a one to one direct adaptation of the book because that's how we got like the first and second movie, which I did not like. And yeah, that's a whole thing. Um but
1: there's so much left out that should be in this movie. Yeah. Uh, so, and I... So the... I okay, I, I, before we get started, I get the mentality they probably went in with, which is, hey, it's the calm before the storm. Let's give these characters a breather. We'll give it... Theoretically, this will be time to build up some of the relationship stuff more before we get into the final stuff where everything gets really heavy. Yeah, That's exactly. the That's the mindset that I feel like they were going with. The problem is... They don't actually do any real relationship building. They just Mm -hmm. spin their wheels a lot. Mm -hmm. And then every once in a while they're like oh yeah there's a plot to this isn't there? Oh yeah! Yeah. Exactly. And the the thing is like the
0: establishment of Harry and Ginny as like oh they are actually a viable long term couple gives Harry something while he is fighting Voldemort to like look beyond. Like they've already kind of done that a little bit with I mean, not so much in the movies, but in the books, at least. They've done some of the stuff with, like, oh, he wants to be an Auror, and he wants to uh, work for the Ministry as a as
1: a dark arts... Uh, oh, that's also weird when McGonagall... Harry and Ron are just standing there, like... Uh-huh. It looks like they're on top of a box or something, walk, just laughing at all the other kids walking around. It's a very weird setup. And then McGonagall's yeah. just like... Oh Harry don't you want to go to potions Is it no longer your intention to be an Auror and I'm like oh, it, yeah. was this, it was his intention to be an Auror Because that's <laughs> totally cut out of the fifth one Right <laughs> It's like you can't keep doing this To me you can't yeah. keep bringing up These details you you need To keep it consistent with the details you Keep from the previous movies mm-hmm. And little things Like that you can ch- you can tweak the Dialogue
0: Every one of these movies feels like we are slicing out a different chunk of the the base Harry Potter mythos. <laughs> yeah, we're just getting a different section of it. That's that's cut in a different way, so that it's it's got different things to offer and and focuses and priorities. Yeah, um, it's a mess. But what was I just talking about? The Orsaf, yeah, uh, or yeah, or uh, the, yeah, the fact the fact that it get. This entire book its purpose like the the purpose of the book at least in the series the purpose is to give Harry a breather for one like like he has it's his most normal year at Hogwarts I would argue um it's to sort of like put him at his darkest moment like get make sure he or put him through all the the all the the tests to make sure he has the most resolve to be like i'm going to go kill voldemort um and it it validates him because it you know snape and malfoy are both at least as far as we know by the end of this they're both evil so he's been saying that for years and that's finally validated and like all basically it really is it's the calm before the storm and of course we get all the stuff with voldemort we get all the exposition with that like the entire purpose is to prepare Harry and really prepare the reader as well for the seventh book and the finale and everything that's gonna come with that. And so it's 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 nice to establish Ginny as someone who is like this is someone who Harry can look to spend his life with after this. Like if he survives this, like that's that's his dream. Oh Lord, I've lost your uh, your video here.
1: Oh, hello. Are we back?
0: <laughs> We're back. Apologies. Uh, how dare you? Uh but yeah, it's all of that is, is really well established in the book, I think. I mean, like I said, I think it's my favorite, at least of the first six. And the movie, I don't think, hits any of those notes.
1: Yep. <sighs> it, it completely misses the mark. It's it's kind of astounding yes. how it misses the mark this badly. Yeah. Um. All right, let's get into it. So...
0: The first two chapters of the the book. One. And this is a problem I had with Sorcerer's Stone, too. I don't think I remembered it. I don't think I'd read the book in time to talk about it in that podcast. But uh, Sorcerer's Stone, we get the nice intro. The the first part of the first chapter of Sorcerer's Stone is uh, Harry going to... or Sorry, uh, Uncle Vernon going to work and seeing yeah. all these signs that Lord Voldemort has died. But, of course, he's a muggle. So he's just like why are all these weirdos walking around the streets and what's going on and why is there a bunch of weird stuff in the news um, and all that's completely dropped from the first book which I think is a huge misstep because I think the interaction between the Wizarding World and the Muggle World is one of the really interesting, fun facets of this universe and the first chapter of the sixth book is the new Minister of Magic who is not even mentioned in this movie uh, Rufus
1: Scrim- Scrimmager Scrimjor. I don't know. Played by by Davy Jones in yeah. uh, Deathly Hallows Part One.
0: Yeah, yeah, he is not even slightly in this movie, uh, and he I find him so listening.
1: distracting because <laughs> uh, he his speech pattern is so specific. I always True. identify it True. with Davy Jones because <laughs> he has his opening speech at the beginning of Deathly Hallows Part One. and He goes, "Your ministry remains." strong and i'm like <laughs> i'm just imagining the tentacles all over your face man stop it we can we can
0: complain about that when we get to Deathly Hallows, or you can I, I probably won't have that problem but that's fine um <laughs> the or he is he shows up well fudge shows up to the muggle prime minister like the actual prime minister oh yeah through the fireplace yeah, yeah. And, and, and he well, shows it up it shows like
1: flashbacks and stuff right
0: so yeah, shows, that's that's yeah. what the movie does. The, this is like, well this is like the Muggle Prime Minister is like, "Oh hey, look at all this terrible stuff happening in the news. What's going on? I don't know what to do. They want to fire me. Like I like I'm I'm just completely in over my head." And then Cornelius Fudge shows up. And it yeah, and then it, it goes over like all the different times that Fudge has shown up to talk to him because of like stuff happening in the other books. Yeah. And then Rufus shows up uh or Fudge is like, "Oh yeah." Uh or uh, the the prime minister is like, oh well, I'm so sorry. You know, is there anything I can do to help? And he's like, help me! I was. Do you think I'm still have my job? I was fired immediately. Like like, what what do you you know there? Yeah, and so then he's just there to introduce into Rufus, and then like that's that's established, and that's that's a really nice way. That's not even really addressed because by the time we get to it, everybody really knows already. By the time that Rufus comes up in, the uh like later in the story. So we don't have to address, oh yeah, Cornelius Fudge got fired and he got replaced by this other guy. It's just like, I don't know. It's a really, it's a really nice thing. And yeah, we don't need to have all this weird, that entire opening scene of the movie is just odd with like the Death Eaters who now have this weird vortex funnily thing. And, uh, they, they smash Diagon Alley and then they just break a bridge for no reason. And then the bridge, the next scene, Harry is holding a newspaper that says death toll continues to rise they very specifically show that
1: everyone got off the bridge. Is it is it the the Brian Singer X-Men Apocalypse situation where it's like we yes. don't want to actually show anyone dying, but people totally die. Yes.
0: I don't whatever. Um
1: so yeah, that's, I, did, that's I didn't a, like that opening scene. There are so many instances of this movie where it's like, We need action scenes. Just just action scenes. It doesn't care about context or or logic. Just do it. I know that's
0: you know, show don't tell. That's a that's a thing that they say you shouldn't you, you should do when stories in general. You know, when you're writing something or or making a movie or anything like you should you should show something rather than give the feed the audience exposition. Right. But that's almost a case where I feel like this is a case of telling and not showing. Because instead of like kind of just leaving up to your imagination and being like, There's a lot of horrible things going on right now and giving you the overall world view and and giving you some perspective on what's happening yeah um it's instead just like here's death eaters doing a bad thing
2: we well, just also, when we when you read a...
0: that scene in the book you don't question why the death eaters broke a bridge you don't question why they like blew something up yeah you're just like oh that because it's like oh there's a hurricane going on um and then they say oh that hurricane is actually giants or something like, or they, they we think there's a giant involved and that's and it's just a ton of wreckage or whatever yeah um And so, like, we don't need to question why the Death Eaters are doing the things they're doing. When we get it in that context, because we're just like, the Death Eaters are terrible people, they're doing all this crazy stuff, Voldemort's up to things, everything is going to crap. Where the movie is just like, here's two very specific scenes of three guys going around and doing some crazy stuff. And that's, that's, that's all we got.
1: Well, it's also it's also supposed to set up um, them kidnapping Ollivander, which isn't really. I mean, it is kind of follow through on. The problem is, it goes pie so quickly.
0: Yeah, and they go into Ollivander's shop after it's boarded up too, which is the weirdest thing. I'm like, why? Oh, yeah. Why are they walking yeah, yeah. in there? What? And that's how they see Malfoy.
2: Hmm.
0: Uh. Anyway, the next chapter is <laughs> uh, Malfoy. Oh God. We're, we're,
1: we're almost like half an hour in and we're only on yes. chapter 2 <laughs> chapter 2 uh,
0: Narcissa, Mal- Narcissa Malfoy and Bellatrix of Strange go to Snape and, and so they keep that scene in there but they put it later and I don't know why also, if you're gonna have that weird stuff at the beginning with the Death Eaters take that out, start the movie with Nar- with, with Narcissa yep. going to Snape have that yep. be your opening scene, if you want a cold open like that, do well, that.
1: also, what's even worse is there's not even, like, a reveal that Snape is still a Death Eater. It's just they walk in and he's just sitting there. There's no dramatic reveal. There's no swelling of music. There, There's yeah. nothing. Yeah. It's just, oh, yeah, that's not a surprise.
0: Yeah. Which is played about the same in the book, so, I mean, I don't know.
1: That's kind of But, lame. yeah, it
0: is a thing where it's, like, you would expect them to embellish it be like oh what it or at least do make it seem like it's like oh is he is he actually like is he you know yeah and so like they spend a lot more time questioning him in that scene in the book where they're like oh you're actually you're you're definitely still working for Dumbledore and then he and that's why the him making the unbreakable vow vow is a big deal and all that stuff um and then we actually get into Harry and Harry is still at the Dursleys and this is when Dumbledore shows up at the Dursleys yeah. For the most delightful scene ever, where Dumbledore is just tormenting the Siriusleys because they've they've been such terrible guardians. Like he literally calls them out, and he's like, "Yeah, I told them to. I told you guys to like raise him like you were, he was their or raise him like he was your own son." And instead, you like shoved him under a, 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 the stairs in like a cupboard, and yeah, uh, have like starved him and everything. Mm-hmm. But hey, he turned out way better than your son, so you know. I guess that's. I guess there's pluses. So um,
1: so, props to you guys. I yeah, guess. Yeah. You, you did a whole reverse psychology type deal. Yeah.
0: All right. And it's an excellent scene, and I don't know why they left it out because it's it's so much better than Harry wandering around the London Underground. Um, but
1: but Tyler, he has to flirt with a girl that we're not going to see again.
0: Yeah. Who. Dumbledore, who is also Harry Harry
1: Harry would not be stupid enough to one just walk around like that mm-hmm. and two to have a a news a magical newspaper open yes. for muggles to just look at. Yes, especially when his name is going to be on the front page of all of them and his picture is going to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that that's such a strange thing where she's like, Who's that tosser, Harry Potter? Mm-hmm. I, I there needs to be an extra bit of dialogue. Is like, I saw the picture, it looks kind of like you.
0: Yeah, and also the fact that she's like I thought I saw the pictures move Yeah, And it's like, if if he was Going to that same place for a week reading the same newspaper Then And he also has it laid out in front of her There's nothing stopping them from moving while she's looking down at this I don't even know what they're going for with that. Um, yeah It's bad I don't know, oh that's weird Dumbledore mm-hmm. is significantly more pervy in this one And uh, there's, there's <laughs> So there's a party's he's like, oh I'm sorry about the girl She was rather pretty it's like okay,
1: yeah. He suddenly takes a keen interest in in Harry's <laughs> romantic proclivities, and it's just the weirdest thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Um, and so but then I- but
1: then after that, they they do the scene where they find Slughorn, and it's pretty much from what I remember, it's straight out of the book, yeah. and it's pretty darn good. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: part for part. Who's and Slughorn's s- actor? Um, let me let me look it up. I I. I do know the actor. I can't remember his name off the top of he's, my head. He's
0: pretty good as well. Um, for the role he's trying to play, I think it works. I don't know if he's quite as good as maybe some of the other like new teachers we've gotten. The one-off yeah. teachers we've gotten. But, uh, no, I, I like him a lot.
1: I'll find it. <laughs> I will find... Jim, Jim Broadbent. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't worry folks i cut off my i will find him joke it's fine we're not gonna we're fine um i hate this from
0: from there i'm not gonna be able to go through in like each chapter but like that just that entire intro is completely just shuffled around for no particular reason and and done in a way that i would argue is significantly worse uh um and then they keep going through like so so the next the next big miss for me are all the memories they don't show of young tom riddle well for one i have a problem with the way they show the memories of tom riddle yeah because the way they show them is like this weird green color palette and i get it's like oh it's voldemort oh we got ooh, it's cre- Vol- young voldemort oh my goodness like we and i guess they're kind of trying to go for the the same thing they i say that i was gonna say they're kind of trying to go for the same thing they went for in chamber of secrets with the the memory keep that consistent but i feel like that's really just like sepia tone and otherwise yeah. it's it's pretty much played the same. It's not like
1: Well well even more so when Harry goes into the the um yeah. Pin Sieve in Goblet of Fire, it's just normally lit, like it's not washed out or anything. Yeah. And I guess I an argument could be made that is happened a lot later than these, these Tom Riddle memories. So maybe the the um closer the memories happened Maybe like you remember it better and the colors are clearer. I don't know. My point is that that's me trying to throw in a BS argument.
0: This weird presentation obfuscates some really interesting information because I think it would be far more interesting to see what did Tom Riddle just look like if he if we were shooting Tom Riddle as if we were shooting uh, Harry Potter and and if we were seeing Harry Potter or seeing Tom Riddle as if we were watching him in his first year at Hogwarts if it was being filmed. For Sorcerer's Stone or whatever. Uh, yeah. in, the, in the same way, Sorcerer's Stone. That was a weird analogy, but see what I mean? If it Chris was Chris played- Columbus
1: came in and shot those flashback sequences. Yes.
0: Basically, like if it was played <laughs> straight, I yeah. think that would be far more interesting and probably far more creepy than this the movie beating us over the head with the fact that, oh, this is creepy, it's
1: Tom the Riddle. <laughs> well, especially because um, when Harry goes, Did you know, sir? Did I know that I had met the the greatest, <laughs> darkest lord of our time or whatever? No. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how did you not know? You sure? The color palette was screaming <laughs> it.
0: Yeah. And they they make the boy play both actors who look really remarkably similar and don't look all that different in age that they use for the uh
1: And neither of them look like the guy in Chamber of Secrets yes. at all.
0: Uh, yes. But they they make both of them give the creepiest performances ever. Uh, which is just again more, more and more over the I top. I wonder
1: who modern wizard Hitler is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so all that's annoying to me. But we only get two seats that We, we two get we get, we get
1: two memories. Yes,
0: we get we get the memory of, of Dumbledore going to um, young Tom Riddle, which because of the fact that the memory is played weird and presented weird, it's also like all like. It's pretty like dreamily, and like the yeah. the way the
1: scene shifts is weird. And well, there's the also a lot of like, quick quick cuts and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. where it's, it's just like you should be feeling uh, really out of it right now.
0: It's like I just want to see what Voldemort was as a boy. That'd be really interesting to me. Why don't you just yeah. tell me? Yeah. Um, and then also we see young Voldemort go to Slughorn to ask about Horcruxes, which we mm-hmm. see that scene twice because we see the one where where he tampered with it in the one where it's the full scene yeah um just off the top of my head i think i'm missing at least one or two more but there is there are two different flashback scenes with voldemort's mother's family mm-hmm. uh, the the gaunts like marvelo gaunt and morphin gaunt and we see his mother and that's a whole thing that we talk about like we the first memory we get is not oh dumbledore found him in a sh- or found him in an orphanage it's oh dumbledore uh has a memory showing the family that he came from and it also shows tom riddle it shows like his father and it shows like it it, there's also so much more context for this filled in by dumbledore for harry in between things where it's dumbledore's guesswork and it's him kind of putting it's dumbledore's own mystery that he's been putting together for years and it's really interesting to see that and see that come together um so there's the there's two different scenes within there's one where a ministry person goes to see them um and then ends up taking away marvelo i think or something like that uh, and then there's another where young Voldemort goes to see uh his uncle Morphin um, Mor- Morphine, I don't know. <laughs> Morpheus? <laughs> yeah. Uh correct. And there he uh basically and that's that's how he ends up getting the ring that Voldemort just has or sorry, Dumbledore just has at the beginning of this movie and he's like I got a black hand and
1: ring. Uh Oh yeah. And then in the, the next one they're just like oh because they showed the flashbacks where Snape's like oh you're gonna die like this is gonna kill you eventually yeah. and like that's it <laughs> um so we
0: don't we don't see where that came from ever It's there's never a point where Harry is like interested in that um yeah or like or, like understands the significance of that ring really uh because that came from like Salazar Slytherin and that was like an old family ring and all that stuff and like it talks about Voldemort's obsession with his heritage and all of that stuff is completely dropped um So there's those two. There's the one where he talks to uh, Hephzibah, um, the old Hufflepuff lady, and that's where he gets the Hufflepuff chalice from, and also the Locket, because the Locket ended up back with her. Um, Oh, crap. There's one more that I'm forgetting. And then there's a couple of, like, odds and ends stuff where he talks to, like, Borgen from Borgen and Burks, because he used to work there. We find that out. Oh, there's another one where he... So they established that he tried to get the Defense Against the Dark Arts position um, after uh right after he graduated basically Voldemort yeah. did. Yeah. And then um Professor Dippet the old uh def- or the old du- headmaster words um turned him down and told him to re- reapply later and so he comes back while Dumbledore is still is now headmaster and ask for the position again and so we see like a half transformed Voldemort who clearly has already done some horcruxes like made some horcruxes but hasn't like completely turned into his weird crazy self. Yeah. Um, and all of that's completely dropped. Like, this is all really interesting insight into Voldemort. and It's a really creepy build as we we learn his history and we learn yeah. all this stuff about like who he is.
1: We get to know Voldemort through this book, and all of that's cut out. And the, the movie just goes, he was evil from the beginning. Yep. And he made Horcruxes. Like that. That is all the, yep. the information the yep. movie. We provides. don't get the circumstances. We don't get, don't get the fact that he was. We
0: don't even really understand how horrible. Not how horrible necessarily, but the fact that he was raised in an orphanage and the fact that the orphanage was not a great place to live and, like... Yeah. All that We don't... None of
1: that is really, like, hammered home for us. Well, it's strange because... There's when a great- I'm th- When I'm thinking of, like, great movie villains, mm-hmm. Voldemort does not come immediately to mind, mm-hmm. which is weird because Ray Fiennes' performance as Voldemort is, is perfect. Yes. And I think that's so much because we don't get all this important backstory... Mm-hmm.
0: There's a great like, like if they
1: included all this stuff, I think Voldemort, at least in my mind, would be like one of the great movie villains.
0: Yes, there's a great moment where uh Dumbledore in the book where Dumbledore, uh like Harry, says something like his his father didn't want him or like something where he's like, wow, he really just got like left high left out to dry as a as a kid. And yeah. Dumbledore is like, are you feeling sorry for Lord Voldemort,
1: Harry? And Harry's like, I don't know what you're talking about, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like, Dumbledore just we, looks at the audience. Are you guys feeling <laughs> sorry for Lord Voldemort? There's a bit of there's a bit of sympathy there, and that's important because we need to
0: understand the fact that like this guy is the embodiment of everything that's wrong with the wizarding world. Yes. Um, and we don't get that, and so we well, just spe- get, he's an well, evil, creepy bit... boy. Creepy boy got the yeah. well, steals things.
1: Especially because it furthers my whole critique of just like this, this universe is so black and white of just mm-hmm. like the, all the bad people are bad from the beginning. They're just mm-hmm. always bad. And, and this is just the book, it, it adds a bit more complexity to that.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, also, another, another thing that is left out from that, from among that group that is, I think is just criminal is there's a, there's a bit, you can see it in the movie, uh, where um, Tom Riddle stole the mouth organ which is like it's a harmonica i guess it's a british way to say mouth organ or say mouth organ is a british way to say harmonica and I'm you quit being I, weird he's, britain
1: yeah no right he's I'm gone, talking like, to you britain former <laughs> member of this podcast quit being weird um, him too they've him, he's him him in his mouth organ
0: <laughs> uh but he's stolen from one of his his one of his his like for, c- compatriots at the uh at the orphanage and um harry at one point questions him and he's like oh hey uh you, you know you you've been, you've had all these trophies here like every time i've come in you've got you've got something else on your desk like i, I thought you would have something else when i came to when i like he's leaving a lesson when he says and he's like i thought you would have something else this time like maybe the mouth organ and dumbledore looks at him and he's like no harry the mouth organ was only ever a mouth organ and that's just such a great weird funny line right and, and we lose a lot of dumb, of great dumbledore lines uh in these movies in general but anyway
1: um But at least we didn't lose our boy has gone yumpy. That's correct. We actually gained our boy has gone yumpy so (laughs) you know what? uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. But um (laughs) (laughs) Also well done, Dragon. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um where to go next.
1: Let's talk Um, about Snape more. Let's let's just address all that stuff. Um so how much Snape Stuff is there in the book. Because really... whenever I watch this movie and, you know, I, I don't watch it very often. I mostly just watch it when I'm watching all the other Harry Potter movies yeah. because, like it or not, it is kind of important. Yeah. And it gets to the end and Snape's like, I'm the Half-Blood Prince. I'm like, this movie did not need to be called the Half-Blood yeah. Prince. Like, yeah. that is such a an insignificant mm-hmm. plot point in this movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is the <laughs> like, thing is that, yeah, the entire point... I mean there's not a ton of like there's not really extra memory stuff or anything like that it's just the fact that this movie and the reason the, mo- the, reason the book's called The Half-Blood Prince is because it brings back into question everything that Harry had always kind of suspected but maybe wasn't sure about Snape like by the end of the fifth one he's kind of like I think Snape's a terrible person and I think he goaded Sirius into running to the mi- ministry and getting himself killed but he also like has more or less accepted the fact that Dumbledore trusts him and, this and also one, his
1: father bullied him as yes. a child yes um, and this also one. you cannot give them this huge reaction moment of oh no Snape's teaching defense against the dark arts now yeah. and then not have a single scene of him teaching defense against the dark arts yep oh, what are yeah. we, what are we doing guys <laughs> like what are we doing um, speaking of which
0: another great little, little bit that scene I was talking about where Voldemort comes back to ask Dumbledore for the job yeah that's established a that is like. Oh yes, we've never been able to keep a uh, defense against a dark teacher for more than a year since. Yeah. So it's like That's an interesting thing. Tell us about it. <sighs> um as far as Snape stuff goes, it's it's really a, a lot of it has to do with the the book that Harry gets, the the potions book, cuz he's he's using that and he's looking around or he keeps like that keeps coming up over and over again, where where like Snape will will be like, oh, you're you're doing good at potions now. That's not correct, and like, <laughs> um, and of course he uses sex with and and all that stuff, and like, I wouldn't say there there's a it's just the fact that that is now like Snape and Malfoy together are a lot more the focus of Harry's obsessions in this in this book. Yeah, um, the Ginny stuff is definitely there and it's significant but the, the the Malfoy and the Snape stuff keeps getting in the way of everything like yeah. all the things that he like that he keeps getting in the way of Ginny and Quidditch and all that stuff
1: it should almost be split into thirds where like a third of this movie should have been the Voldemort stuff a third of it is the Snape Draco stuff and a third of it is the Ginny stuff yep. whereas the final product is 80% Ginny stuff and then there's like fifteen percent <laughs> Snape Draco stuff, and then the last five percent is the Voldemort yeah, stuff. Exactly. That's slightly um, hy- hyperbolic, but not that far. Yeah. Um,
0: and I'm probably missing some scenes as well that include that, but but overall, yeah, it's just it's frustrating. Um, and there's also there's a lot more too. Like like Hermione establishes. Hermione finds out, like, she's convinced the entire book that, uh, the Halfblood Prince might be a, uh... and that's, I guess, the other, I guess that's the way that we miss out on a lot of Snape stuff, is that we don't talk about the Potions book very much. Like, now yeah. that's constantly being brought up over and over again in the book, where it's like, Hermione's like, I don't think you should be using that.
1: Um, well, it's because he's looking up different in the book, right? Yes, like, he's
0: just abs- he's reading it for fun sometimes.
1: Like, and they they pay it lip service in the movie. Ron says like, "Oh, you sleep with that thing," and it's, but it's, I I don't really like I don't get that impression watching the movie.
0: It feels like his obsession is Ginny, <laughs> with yeah. a little bit of Malfoy on the side.
1: <laughs> um, I'll take a uh, Ginny Weasley with the side of Draco Malfoy. <laughs> Hold the onion. <laughs>
0: It, yes, um, I don't know. I will say some, something to, to, to throw a throw a sprinkling of something I did enjoy in here before we continue to, to roll on, roll right through and, and crush it under our feet. Um, the extra bits with Malfoy fixing the vanishing cabinet, I think, are actually pretty nice. I like I like those little additions. Um, yeah, Tom Felton is a good actor, so. I, I think he, he does muffle well here.
1: D- does so. the book explain how the vanishing cabinet gets into Hogwarts in the first place? No. Okay, that that seemed a little weird to me, but yeah. that's yeah. that's not a huge deal. But the book also, because in this in this movie, he just finds it. Yeah. In the book,
0: in the fifth book, Fred and George stuff him into a stuff another Slytherin, Montague, who's one of the the Quidditch uh, players. Yeah into the cabinet and he gets stuck in there and that's how and then there's this establishment that's how Malfoy finds out about it because Monica is like oh I could hear like the Hogwarts stuff and the Borgen and Burke stuff and like that and so that's actually a setup and hmm. there's a point I believe where Harry actually goes to put the um the book up when it, when he's running into the room of the requirement he goes to put it up and I think he runs past it and doesn't even like ignore. it's just like, oh there's that there's an excellent scene. Like the scene where he goes to put the the, the potions book in that in the room of the requirement is excellent. Because literally he goes in there, he passes uh the van- he passes the vanishing cabinet, but he thinks of it as the vanishing cabinet that Montague got stuck in. Yeah. Um and then he uses the tiara, the diadem, to put that to mark where the book is in the room of requirement if he ever needs to find it again the diadem from that is the horcrux like he uses yeah. one of the horcrux and so and i think there's one other bit too i could be wrong with something else that's a setup for a later payoff but like he just sees like two or three different things and it's just like oh like like jk rowling is just so good at weaving these together and instead in the movie you get he walks into that room and there is just like a pan oh look the vanishing ca- oh my he's in the same room oh my gosh ah yeah. and then they just keep walking and then they kiss.
1: And yeah well i don't know i i i i'm not sure if i i completely like that that how how it's portrayed in the book or not that seems way too coincidental just with how many but but with with how many items are in the room of requirement maybe he walks by one of them but i I don't know no it's great
0: i mean i think it works fine because it's not actually like he's still like that's that's not really what he uses to i I could be wrong and maybe i'll read the seventh book and i'll i'll feel differently on this but like it's literally just this is a thing for the audience that when you go back and read these books you're going to be like huh okay yeah. um as opposed to this movie where it's fantasy cabinet oh my gosh uh yeah
1: well somehow because because i guess there's the setup where where you know malfoy goes to borgin and burks and harry and, and gang chase after him
0: let's talk about um, that scene for a second because the the shooting of that entire sequence is just the weirdest it's yeah. like pitch black and it cuts around a bunch, and they get up on a roof somehow? Yeah. I don't. And they see the vanishing cabinet as well. Mm-hmm. Which makes it even more weird that they get into the room requiring. Uh, uh, continue. <laughs>
1: Well, also it's just weird. Yeah, we have to get into the lighting of the movie, but I think we should talk about the romance stuff before we get into that cuz like, I I don't mm-hmm. like that the color grading for this movie. Uh, I think this movie's ugly. Yep. Um I think that the last uh, this and the the the, the, the uh, last two movies are all very ugly. Mm-hmm. Um which is kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Um There is a point to it, but I don't I don't really care. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. Uh but like Fred and George, you know, they go in there and of course they've got the Weasley theme playing and it's great. Um yep. it's all sorts of little Fireworks. nice there's nice little little gags and stuff in there. Like there's mm-hmm. a little thing with Umbridge, there's a little toy Umbrage. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like
0: I will have water. It's always um, nice to check in with Fred
1: and George. Yeah. Um they don't even talk about there's no setup to them trying to build their joke shop or anything which is kind of annoying but that's that's not a big deal that's not it's not a big deal and it's also not not the fault of this movie but no um but then they go outside and it's like there's this bright thing and like the color grading it's so jarring Mm -hmm. between friend george's place and then Mm -hmm. everything else it's like literally every other building in tiagon alley has closed down and Mm -hmm. i'm like how is this how is this economy (laughs) even going like what is happening like it's to a a such a cartoony degree it, it bothers me yep and i'm like will they go into the bank is the bank like the only other building open i guess that makes sense kind of yeah i i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i found that weird anyway with, Malfoy, that was, me.
0: was that you were saying something about that right with him with the vanishing cabinet or was
1: that your point? Uh, well, I was just saying they, they do set it up where they have the the, the other vanishing cabinet in Borgen and Burks, and then somehow they know there's one in Hogwarts, I guess.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. That that all seems very <laughs> weird and shaky to me, and I'm like, whatever. This movie doesn't want to focus on it, so screw this movie. <laughs> that, there, is <laughs> a,
0: there is a nice bit where um, Miss, Mr. Weasley actually explains vanishing cabinets. Mm-hmm. That's kind of neat. That's an that's an addition, and so that's well. It's nice. a nice
1: bit where where Harry and him go into his garage or whatever, mm-hmm. and there's just all sorts of little Muggle doodads and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's nice world building. You have it in the background. We don't need to say, oh, Arthur loves tinkering with all of yeah, his yeah. his Muggle objects and stuff. It's just there. And then we have the obnoxious fight scene, but but let's talk about the the other romance stuff before we get to that because it kind of feeds into that where the movie just pulls so we can have an action scene. But, um... So, like we said, Harry just likes Ginny all of a sudden for no reason. Cho is nowhere to be seen. Um, she's just gone in this movie and Mm -hmm. that's just bizarre. Uh... Ron gets good at Quidditch. That stuff's fine. I... Cormac is a cartoon character much like Lavender Brown. Yeah. Like that bit where he catches a fly, I'm like, "What movie <laughs> am I watching?" Yep. What is happening? Um I hated that so much. <laughs> I hated that so much. Um but but even more so it, it, I brought up in in when we talked about The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey. This is a weird comparison. I brought up that bit where where Thorin is charging the the Pale Orc at the end of the movie or whatever, Mm -hmm. and it starts playing the Nazgul theme. Mm -hmm. Um, In this one, it starts playing the Dumbledore's Army theme when Ron's doing tryouts. Huh. This has nothing to do with Dumbledore's (laughs) Army. Like... Yeah. I get it like it's kind of a more whimsical lighthearted tone so that kind of matches the scene mm. but that's not what that score that theme is meant to that's kind to of play the same for. way I
0: felt about them using the the fireworks cuz that theme that they use in Weasley's Wizard we, we yes that yes uh that's that theme that they use is called fireworks it's from yeah. Fred and George setting off the fireworks in the last movie but it, but at least it at relates it's to a, Fred George. yeah it works but it, it, it's still kind of like yeah. they're reusing a lot of music here I also feel like is this the same composer? Yes, as the last one? Yes, that's odd. I feel like he didn't put nearly as much effort into this, maybe it's because the movie was just bad, yeah, um, but there's a lot of scenes where I'm like, I feel like I should have some music to kind of tell me how to feel about this, or like I feel like there's a ton of scenes and jokes and lines and things yeah. that just
1: end. Well, it's just like in, strange in the, because um, on, on on a production level, this doesn't feel like a rush job. But on nearly every other level, it feels like yes. a rush job. In um, in
0: the in the tryout scene, Ron is falling off his broom. Yeah, I think it's in the tryout scene, and and he's like dangling. From... I love
1: the look of the tryout scene. I think it, the, the, all the special effects hold up really well.
0: Uh, yeah, and I was going to say as well, because we're probably not going to mention this again, because of the fact that ju- they just leave out, like, all the Quidditch stuff. Yeah. Um, actually, no, we will mention this again, as far as them leaving out the Quidditch stuff. But I do want to say, um, anyway, the, the first Quidditch match in this is probably the best we get in any of the movies. Yeah. Like, it looks, it looks like a sport it's really exciting it's really cool it's, it's like really it's fun genuinely to watch. exciting it's kind of brutal it's kind of i mean it's almost yeah. like american football like on brooms like it like that kind of yeah. is the feel you get for it which i think matches a lot more with the way it's described in the books than kind of the way it plays out a lot of the times in the movies it yeah. doesn't feel weightless
1: well especially uh, in the in, in some some of the the previous movie sports harry just sitting on a on his broom just waiting around for things yeah. to happen for five minutes yeah um where where like that scene just everybody's constantly moving. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um that being said, in the tryout scene, uh Ron is slipping from his broom and it's like, Oh, come on, Ron like Harry's like, Come on, Ron and then we just cut and he's back on his broom. And, yeah. it's fine.
1: and well, like, he's, it, it... he's also blocking stuff to like a comical level. Once again, yeah. it's like a three stooges bit where it's like it, it's like a scene where they're constantly giving somebody stuff to hold, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, he, oh, he's gonna drop everything, but it yeah. keeps getting higher yeah. and higher, and then eventually he just drops everything. Like, well, it just, felt yeah, yeah. kind of like that. True, true. Whereas, but I'm just saying C- that Cormac's bit. doing, like, Matrix saves and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, I mean, Cormac misses one because Hermione, like, yeah. does a charm on him. How... Are, are you telling me Ron didn't miss a single one? Like what? What is happening yes. here?
0: The book specifically establishes that the reason that Ron gets it is because he blocks all five, and Cormac misses the fifth one because of Hermione's charm. It doesn't explain. Okay. It doesn't say that they're like doing anything weird. It's just
1: like, oh, oh. So you're telling me the book is, is saying, oh, this isn't a cartoon. Correct. This isn't a farce.
0: Yes. uh But but my point specifically about him falling off the broom. That scene just is it's like a, it's yeah. a little gag I guess It's not, there's not really a punchline it's just like oh he's falling off he's slipping off his broom he doesn't like climb back up on it or anything in the same scene he just it just cut next next bit next bit of that scene and I feel like there's a ton of that where stuff gets thrown out there and it expects you to like laugh at it or have a reaction yeah and then you don't and then it just moves on and you're like oh well, I was also- supposed to
1: what It's also one of those things where Cormac has such a distinct personality, and especially when it's like, oh, he's the big muscular Gryffindor guy. It's just like, where have you been? Yeah. Like, why have we not seen you before? (laughs) Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, you're telling me he didn't try out for Dumbledore's army? Like, come on. Or previous Quidditch? Oh, wait, never
0: mind. We we don't actually show Quidditch ever.
1: Yeah. What's the most Um,
0: Quidditch matches we've actually seen in one movie? does it always cut it off at one yeah that's just so
1: disappointing yep (laughs) uh it's almost like we need just a movie that's all about quidditch
0: yep they'll call it all right hear me out here hear me out oh no so uh so they they made a book right they made a book called quidditch through the ages it's like a little i mean they they talk about the book in the the series but it's just like a a thin little rundown of the history of Quidditch. It's a nice. Little oh, book. I see what
1: you're. I see what do, you're going with here. Do you here.
0: know? Do you happen to know uh, what this book was packaged with? This book was came in a package of two books. Do you happen I'm to know what the title? I'm. I'm, I'm not title? giving you an answer. Would you like to guess? Would you like to just throw? <laughs> no, I would out there? not. That other book would be Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them. <laughs>
2: no.
1: <laughs> We're getting five movies about the history of Quidditch and you know we're going to get three prequels after that starring get, Orlando Bloom and then we're going to get two spin-offs and then they're all going to lead into Harry Potter and the Cursed Child Correct. coming to a cinema near you
0: or we I could hate just everything. we could just do do a mini series of the entire series and then maybe we wouldn't want more you hacks
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong uh how do you feel about all the love potion stuff? I, I don't... Just that scene in general when they first go to Slughorn's office. Uh, I like the bit where where Harry and Ron are fighting each other over the Oh yeah, books. that's a nice little act. Yeah. However... Fun. I was a student once. Not so long ago. I feel like <laughs> if I was in that situation, I wouldn't care. Especially because Ron and Harry both don't really want to be there. Well, Ron... But the fact... Well- but the fact that they get into a tussle over the book it seemed it felt weird i don't know I, I, it I'm was enjoyable but it felt weird.
0: they're they're petty enough that i find that funny <laughs> and i think that works fine they're both um, just
1: the worst <laughs> yeah
0: uh but, but anyway then, love potion and stuff
1: but then it's like oh all the girls are you know they're interested in the love potion i'm like guys like love are none of them interested in the love potion? Like, I don't know. It felt it felt ooh, so.
0: Oh, that goes that goes down some. That instantly makes it just a completely different, uh, yeah. different implication. If you if you're like, oh, the guys are really interested in this love potion. Oh, oh, that's, that's, oh, that's... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah just, me, that's hashtag me too. Hashtag <laughs> yes. me too. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, never mind. Never mind, J.K. Rowling. We, we, we're, we're not
1: questioning you anymore. Well, I can't remember. Is that in the book? Like, all the girls are yep. attracted to the love potion? Okay. Well, well it's not so
0: much attracted. It's specifically they, they want the love potion so that they can... It's specific, specifically played in that they are trying to get Harry to go out with them. Because Harry's the chosen one.
1: Well, at least they keep it at that kind of PG level. And not, yeah, they don't yeah, take uh, carry it to its, its most... uh. Concerning. messed up uh, implications, yes. I
2: guess.
1: Yeah. So anyway, um, oh, there's the whole scene where, where um, Harry's talking to Hermione, and they're in the library, and Hermione's like, "I don't care if he's with Lavender. It's whatever. It's fine. He can do whatever he yeah. wants." Oh, by the way, this girl behind me, Romilda Vane, wants to to have sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're the chosen one. Then and then Harry goes But I am the chosen one, then Hermione hits it. Oh, you, you that to, was kinda funny. Just but I am the
0: chosen one. <laughs> yeah. It's it's it's, it's, it's actually you. a really nice little line. And then Hermione yeah, Hermione's reaction is great. That's that's played great. Uh, there's there's bits and pieces that I'm like, hey you got one. Good for you.
1: Um Tr- I, think, I think I have a problem with how PG all this stuff is. I think that's that's ultimately what it comes and down to. And that is to. something that I kind of have an issue a with. A bunch of horny 16-year-olds well. yeah. would be having sex with each other. I'm sorry. Well, the, if they're all packed into this school together, they would be having sex with the, each the other. The book kind of portrays
0: it in terms of they're snogging all the time. Like, that's yes. that's how it portrays also, dating.
1: Also, snogging's another weird word. Britain, <laughs> how dare you? Um...
0: <laughs> anyway let me trace let me let's do it this way i'm gonna track through both uh Ginny and to a lesser extent ron and ron and lavenders relationships here through the book do it because i don't book. want to
1: talk about this anymore
0: the way the book does it and then i'll compare it to the way the movie does it so in the book um her or harry first he smells the love potion and of course we can't have harry really say this in some way this is just a nice way the book goes of showing it uh, and he smells a love potion He's like oh he smells something that's kind of this f- Weird flowery scent that he smelled at the burrow Or he thinks he smelled at the burrow Right um, And that's that's one of the things he's apparently in love with um, And then he Smell Later in like that same chapter it's like right after uh, He smells it on Ginny Like he smells it and then Ginny shows up And it's not played as like Oh that's the thing like it's just like he smelled the flowery scent He smelled in, in Slughorn's office or, or Slughorn's classroom earlier uh, turn around and saw Ginny, and that's not yeah. nothing. There, nothing else comes out of that, right. um, and then it's subtle, yes. And then later he sees Dean and Ginny snogging, uh, as the British say, and he suddenly like, oh my gosh, I'm super jealous. I hate him, <laughs> and he he spends the next like two chapters being like, what do I do? Why like where did this come from? I'm right. I'm I'm suddenly realizing that, and they've it, they the books also do a nice job that I don't think we really get in. We kind of get into the fifth, the fifth movie, I guess. But um, they, throughout the fourth and fifth books, especially, it's really b- brought up to where she is a recurring side character, just like ne- Neville and Luna, where yeah. she's constantly there giving commentary on what's happening. And so it's like, she's part of the crew now. And so then it's suddenly like, oh, he realizes that she's been here the whole time and maybe because she, she's no longer freaking out about him or, or what, he's, he's had time to kind of actually develop feelings for him. And he actually struggles with this. He has an internal monologue and everything and all of that stuff. Um, and then he doesn't do – he doesn't really act on it at all. Like, he can't act on it. Hermione kind of clues in on it somewhere along the way, but he doesn't really do anything about it until – like, he keeps kind of questioning because Hermione is good friends with Jenny and talks to her about Dean. And she – Hermione's like, oh, uh, Dean, you – you know, and Jenny have been arguing or whatever – and he's like oh did they did they break up uh, you know just uh, curious uh, you know just wondering like you know no no big deal or anything but just you know i want to make sure she's okay you know uh and she's like no and he's like okay <laughs> and then, um thanks when he for takes, noticing. <laughs> when he takes the felix and this is a nice that whole scene that whole scene with the felix uh is a really great linchpin for the entire book and i'll get into this with the lavender side as well um but he comes down and he's like, I'm going to, he comes down from his dorm in the invisibility cloak after he's like, I'm going to Hagrid's, which is played just as perfectly in the movie as it is in the book. I gotta say, like, it's just wonder just right. I'm going to Hagrid's. And it's like, what, why Did Harry yeah. help? Um, it is interesting. Cause in the movie or in the book, he gets a, uh, a
1: letter Harry from, Harry you know I can't allow you to go wandering the grounds by yourself <laughs> Well then by all means sir come along yeah, yeah. And I have some more thoughts on that that we'll have to talk
0: about But basically Harry they had already gotten a letter from Hagrid saying that Aragog had died and Hagrid was was crying his eyes out because there's a whole thing where they don't take care of magical tr- creatures because they don't need it for what they yeah. want to continue doing and then um, Hagrid is, like, super upset with them, it seems like, and, like, refuses to talk to them. And finally they, they get through and they're like, listen, you got, you have to talk to us. We're tired of, of you avoiding us. And then he they find out that it's he's upset at them, but he's really kind of internalizing his own uh, – how upset he really is because Aragog's dying. Like, right. he's he's not actually that angry with them. It's a lot more about –
1: Oh you mean oh you mean Hagrid's a character? Oh yes. Do you do you he remember when Hagrid' Do you remember when Hagrid was a character in these movies? <laughs> yeah, he's got like one Emotions. scene in this. Um, and he uh... You remember when Hagrid like showing up at the end of Chamber of Secrets almost made you cry? Yeah, remember <laughs> that. Ah! So
0: uh yeah, he um, sends a letter to them, and they're all like, "We can't make it. Like, it's out at night, and like, like they just are all, all are like, he's he's gonna have to do it without us. Like, we're not gonna be able to get down there, and like, we've got studying, and like, we've just got too much going on. And then yeah. Harry's, and they they had all decided that. And then Harry, when he, the moment he takes it, he's like, "I'm going to Hagrid's," and it's great. Anyway, yeah. uh, he puts on the invisibility cloak because uh, he just avoids, like, he just sneaks down to Hagrid's entirely. Um, I'll, there's a bit. Anyway, he puts on the invisibility cloak. He goes through the door to the Gryffindor common room. And while he does that, he like pushes Dean or pushes Ginny and Dean. Ginny thinks Dean pushed her, which is apparently just a thing. Like he would always like try to like help her through the portrait. And that always bothered her. And so that plays into like this whole thing where apparently that like kind of cracks because he's used a love potion or the lucky potion. Uh, It cracks their whole like relationship and like spawns a new argument that ends up breaking them up. And so that's how they break
1: up. Harry pushes the two of them and then, Ginny misconstrues it. Gin- Harry Harry's in the invisibility cloak. Yeah, but he
0: pushes them. He ju- he just like bumps her on the way through. And Ginny thinks that Dean pushed her. Yes. I don't like that. I mean, that's fine. But it's but it's supposed to be like, oh, this is a this is a weird lucky thing because like, yeah, that just happens to be something that a pet peeve of Ginny that Dean would do. And so that happens,
1: and then like, I don't like that Harry's the cause of that. I don't care if it's luck or not. I mean, That's, I, 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 that's fine. I don't like um, that.
0: But still, and we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, so he does that. The two of them break up. It's never established if she breaks up with Dean in the movie, for one. I should go ahead and stop here before she kisses him. That never ha- like they're, they're just like, oh yeah, they've been fighting. And,
1: uh, I don't think it's ever established that Ginny is a real person in these movies. <laughs> is it even established that they're dating? Who, her and Dean?
0: Her and Harry.
1: Uh- are are they de- technically dating know. at the end? I uh, see. That's the thing. That's how insignificant all that stuff ultimately is because it doesn't matter. Yep. <laughs> but it's such. It takes up so much time in this movie. Yes, exactly.
0: Um, it takes up so much time, and it gets us far. It doesn't get us nearly as far as the book developments with this relationship take. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, then. Um, so Harry, there's actually a great bit where Harry, the they, Gryffindor loses the middle match because of, of the the Quidditch season because Ron is out because he's poisoned by, after he's poisoned by the, the wine that Slughorn has, right. Ron is out and so Harry has to put in Cormac and Cormac accidentally knocks Harry out with a bludgeon or with I don't think it's even with a bludgeon I think it's with a beater bat like he's he's, he grabs a beater bat from somebody and he's like trying to show him how to swing it and he and Harry's like yelling at him or something and then he accidentally like hits him or something Something happens where he just knocks Harry out and they lose because they don't have like a seeker now they lose like 300 (laughs) to zero or something like that there's something ridiculous um and uh so that's how that match goes and so then Harry gets detention for using you know kind of horribly mutilating Malfoy which is like he never there are no consequences whatsoever for that in the movie Um, (laughs) there really are even though like (laughs) there's
1: there's there's like a, a 10 second scene where Harry's just sitting there like I guess I feel bad about it and then Ginny's just like you gotta get rid of the book <laughs> and he's like yeah I guess G- Ginny's, just,
0: Ginny's just got Malfoy in a body bag zipping him up and she's just like shh opens the chambers of secrets and throws him in there <laughs> um yeah
1: see, see they messed up it's, it shouldn't have said her body will lie in the chamber forever it should have said his body yeah. will lie in the chamber forever um so they see it's like poetry it rhymes Tyler. that scene it is rhymes. super effective in the book I have to say because that's the
0: point where he's like oh god maybe this Half-Blood Prince dude is kind of a, a, a monster um, yeah. and then he's and, and Snape shows up and, and he, Harry's like I don't know, and I don't know how to help," and uh, Snape is like you wait here I'm taking Malfoy to the, the hospital wing and he does and, and Harry is just like okay I'm gonna stay here I'm not gonna move like but Harry, in Harry the, waits in the
1: movie Harry just runs away and Snape heals Malfoy and that's mm-hmm. it Mhm. And um so Snape uh gives him detention on the
0: at the time of the third quidditch match. And he's like, "But that's the time of the third Quidditch match." And Snape's like, "You just mutilated Malfoy." And then McGonagall is like, like, "Harry,
1: Harry, I know I, I I've been in. jerk I get to you that. this whole time, I get but this that. is this, would this be is a like lot. the one time where <laughs> I think this is actually called for."
0: And then he like like McGonagall is like, "Yes, you just mutilated Malfoy. I'm not I'm not going to like vouch for you on this one, Harry." And like yeah. everyone's super disappointed with him. And uh so then um Jenny has to play a Seeker, and like they they pull in a new chase or whatever. And so then there's an off-screen Quidditch match. We don't have to see this Quidditch match. I don't know why you did not include this Quidditch match, because we don't see any of it. We do not have to use any effects. You don't have to shoot anything else. You shoot Harry sitting at a desk, filing some papers for Snape, looking outside and trying to hear the commentary. That's all you have to do. But for some reason, they cut that out. And so instead... Um. In the in the book, what happens is that Harry comes back and they won. Like they 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 won anyway without him, and so everyone's like, "Yay!" and they're freaking out and losing their minds. And yeah. so he gets in there. And um, then they're all like, "We won!" And he's he's like, "Ah!" And then and then, uh,
1: he and Ginny just kiss. that's how it's written in the book. Like, yes, ju- just just make <laughs> we that won clear.
0: ah um, jubilation <laughs> <Batman>! <laughs> ah. <laughs> Uh, but then in the in the euphoria Harry and Ginny kiss like he just they they embrace and he kisses her and it's like ah and everyone freaks out again you mean
1: kind of how Lavender goes and kisses Ron exactly is that I don't think that's the
0: way that plays out
1: Um, is is that moment does that moment happen between Ron and Lavender or is that just like transplanted
0: it's almost transplanted yeah
1: okay it's a little weird Um, okay
0: yeah and so then and then Ron's like well fine this is fine and then they actually go and they go like have an actual date on the grounds because they're like, yeah, we we gotta we gotta work some things out here apparently. Um, and well, so they actually
1: hang out and spend time together. Yes.
0: And then literally, it's like from then on, he is only like he, they're they're going out and that's a thing. And so then um, the, he actually spends time with her. <laughs> You're, you doing okay over there, buddy? This
1: movie is the worst. It really is. Continue. Um, and so I'll he, just I'll just keep my head down and, he has, and just that's just fair. think of, of of the blue sky and pretty birds and not this movie.
0: <laughs> he has uh that like he under he knows what it's like to be with Ginny. So again, it establishes that, that like he doesn't get enough time, he doesn't get as much time as he wants because he still has like detentions with Snape and he still has a ton of like homework to do and like he doesn't have as many free periods or whatever and so he still like has no time to do anything but he's also like he what he's he gets enough of spending time with Ginny, and actually hey their their boyfriend and girlfriend not like kissing secretly in the room requirement um and then through that it's like oh he knows enough to know what he's giving up by going instead to uh or he's 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 enjoyed this enough to know what he's giving up by instead realizing he has to go fight Voldemort. Right. Um. Yeah. So that's the Ginny side.
1: That's the uh, side that, you said but is that, not... But that's not. But that's not all the Ginny stuff, though. I'm that's just talking about all... the book. Oh, oh no, 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 okay, okay, I see where you're going with this. Let's I think. let's talk about the Burrow stuff. Then we've got we still got to cover oh, all no, the no, lavender no, 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 brown stuff. Sorry, sorry. Stuff. I
0: haven't even finished the Ginny stuff in the books. We're gonna, oh, my this, God. This is going to be a two-hour podcast.
1: Oh, um, we should make this a part one and part two <laughs> review.
0: Twist. Um, <laughs> we review Harry Potter... Like, we re- write as an episode, whatever, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince part one. So it's like, wait. Did that
1: I so- feel like we could review Deathly Hallows both parts in, like, 45 minutes if we really wanted to. Probably. This one takes, like, two, two and a half hours. yeah. yeah long as the movie um so we, we should have just done a commentary all trial. that
0: happens harry goes through all the stuff with dumbledore um he goes through the entire battle of hogwarts which is not in this movie for reasons that i have literally no idea of uh, the only
1: thing i can think of is literally the last movie is a, is all a battle at hogwarts that would be too repetitive. but it's not
0: played am not. Same. I'm not
1: saying that's a good argument I'm yeah. saying that's what yeah. their argument is
0: but I'm yeah but I but what, when would they miss an excuse to do a big battle and it's also not really a battle so much as like people running we don't see much of the battle yeah. it's more Harry running through the aftermath of the battle while the battle's still which kind is, of going on
1: which is strange because in Deathly Hallows Part 2 that's kind of how it's played as where we miss a lot of the battle and it's just Harry just kind of running around
0: yeah, yeah. um but at least there's a lot more to it there. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so after all of that stuff, Dumbledore dies. Snape
1: kills Dumbledore. Spoilers. Um, he goes. To- I have a problem with that scene, by the way. I have a huge problem with that scene.
0: Okay. I, I'm. Sh- I, I mean, I do as well. But I. I have. I have a, a
1: Han shot first ruining characterization type. Okay. Deal with um, that. On Harry's end.
0: Yeah. And so. I think I know where you're going with that. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, so all that happens. They have a burial for Dumbledore, which is also not in the movie. It's a very nice burial where he's on this nice... He gets entombed in this nice white tomb. And like there's there's flames and, and there's Fox singing his song in the background. Um, and, and the the centaurs pay their respects, even though we dropped firens from the last one. Is firens in the last one? No. We dropped fireheads in the last one, so that, that whatever. Uh, and then the Mer people, the mer people sing, which we sh- we know about the mer people. They were in the fourth one. So what? Anyway, um, who are you? And like everyone's there, and it's supposed to be a really nice thing. And like everyone's coming to town, and they they specifically hold off from sending the students home until after the burial, like after the funeral. Um, and then Harry talks to Ginny, and he's like, "Hey, Ginny, I I have to go hunt down Voldemort. Like I've." Dumbledore is giving me this task and I'm the only one who can do it and we can't be together, like because of that we're not gonna be able to be together like I'm not coming back to Hogwarts and Jenny's like I am a I'm a fully realized uh, three dimensional character and I understand your choices and that's that's why I love you because you are like someone who who is determined to take down Voldemort and so therefore I I I, I, I you know I will miss you but I respect your decision and we have a conversation should, should about have been relationships. A Spider-Man 3
1: moment where she goes this isn't about you this is about me <laughs>
0: it's funny that you mentioned spider-man 3 the very the the moment I remember reading this book and the moment that my dad finished it he compared it to the first spider-man it is basically the same scene except that he she actually understands what's going on but um (laughs) the first spider-man where where there's the funeral yeah um who's the funeral for the first spider-man
1: Norman right because before that Harry has the thing where he's like Spider-Man's gonna pay and then Peter's like oh that's confusing come on oh
0: that's confusing come on Harry gah um anyway
1: oh I see what I see what happened there I see Uh, Uh, okay
0: besides the point uh and so like they they have this really nice touching conversation that's where Ginny is like hey I never really gave up on you like I've always I've always wanted to be with you and like it's this really nice it's a nice scene where they talk about feelings and
1: what are those?
0: Establish the the boundaries of their relationship and like 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 the future and and talk about hey how is this gonna work when we have to go kill Voldemort and like you can hide that in the Room of Requirement too if you want <laughs> you know oh. relationship development <laughs> characters
1: what's a Voldemort? We put
0: it all in the cabinet. It's fine. <laughs> and Burks is gonna sell it on eBay uh yeah, so that's the entire boundary of just Ginny in the book in the
1: movie oh my god take it away friend uh, so, so what what am I talking about first what am i what am I discussing I I've think, got I've got a whole bunch of things I need to discuss uh everything terrible with Ginny uh she's got nice skin what <laughs> is this conversation? <laughs>
0: Right, right. So Harry and Ron have a conversation about how Ginny has nice skin because for some reason Ron's obsessed with like what does Dean see in Ginny, as yes. opposed to like you would think the natural thing as the defensive older brother would be what does Ginny see in Dean? Because yes. it's like I'm protective and no one's good enough for my my adorable little younger sister. Yeah, but instead he's questioning Ginny, <laughs> and Harry says she's attractive because she has nice skin. And Ron's like... And it's like, clearly Hermione's supposed to be like awkward...
1: Nice Hermione... Or, or Harry doesn't actually want to say, like, his feelings... Yes. But he ends up saying something that's kind of creepy. Yes. <laughs> um, and then Ron goes... Hermione's got nice skin... And I really want Harry to go... Get on with it! And just ask her <laughs> out! <laughs> you fool! Um, it's yeah. just... Okay, okay. I get it. Teenagers are awkward... Especially how they handle relationships are awkward... I was awkward you were awkward we're all awkward as teenagers Correct. handling relationships that's just the way it goes this not is that awkward to, this is taken to such an extreme where they're just a bunch of weirdos yep they're, they're not acting like normal people like okay Andrew Garfield Emma Stone Amazing Spider-Man this is where I go to for like awkward romance mm-hmm. where they're awkward together and it's adorable yep they have actual chemistry together even though they're they're super awkward and they can't actually say like complete sentences without like tripping over their words every other word. Yeah. Um, but it's adorable. Here it's just like she's got nice skin. What what are you trying to say?
0: <laughs> yeah. And then Harry's just like I'm going to bed now. <laughs> it's like okay. I me- I mentioned this to you at one point and th- this comes and goes throughout the movie as far as how much I feel this way at certain points this movie feels like aliens trying to write, sto- write dialogue for humans Like
1: it, it's it's like George Lucas writing the prequels it really or, is. or even them handling Mary Jane and Peter and the Sam Raimi movies at least not so much on the Raimi end at least in the, the prequels I understood the attraction between Anakin and Padme I, I understood why they were attracted to each other yes here I get why Ginny is attracted to Harry. I don't get why Harry's attracted to Ginny.
0: All right, so let's see if we can run down all the different awkward Harry Ginny
1: scenes. Well, really, the, the the only other one I really wanted to talk about was "Open Up You." Yes. Uh, so we have. We we, there to, are so many more that we have not touched on yet. There, there are at least five. I, or six. I know. I know. There's a lot. There's Harry. There's Slope and I want Horns to talk about each one. where where Harry stands up when Ginny walks in because she shows, shows up late because she's been crying. And it's just like, Harry, what are you doing, you fool? Um
0: There is literally no scenario in which an awkward kid who's insecure about his crush
1: stands, stands up.
0: up to make it more obvious.
1: Yeah. And it would be different if it was a thing like they, they went ahead and showed ahead of time like everybody stands up before they eat dinner like it's a formality, or like when yeah. everybody walks in, everybody stands up. When somebody up.
0: sits down, everybody stands up and then it's
1: like, you know, something like that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, she shows up late, but nobody else stands up. Yeah, uh, s- something.
0: Yeah, she shows up late, and Slughorn's like, "Oh, we don't. I don't know."
1: Yeah. Also, why is Ginny there? Point is, the
0: scene doesn't need to be there. Yeah, and well, that's the thing. That's another thing I have. So, Ginny isn't is, in the, is uh, like Slughorn invites her because Slughorn on the train. It's actually a nice little bit where there's a whole scene they cut out, which is fine. Like, you don't really need to have this scene. But there's a whole scene they cut out where Slughorn grabs a few kids on the train and has them like start to form his Slug Club thing. Yeah, and um, he grabs Ginny because he saw Ginny hex somebody and thought it was an, like do like a bat bogie hex, and he's like, "It's the best bat bogey hex I've ever seen." Yeah, um, but he knows Ginny. He invites her to the parties. It's funny that he keeps messing up Ron's name, but he knows Ginny. Yeah. So why is he not?
1: Well, also, this is this isn't really connected. So Neville is at the, that first party, correct? Yes. Why is he a server at the next party?
0: He says something like he wasn't actually, like, invited to be part of the club. Which is Is odd. I mean, the party... Is there
1: an actual dialogue for that?
0: Yes, yes, there is. Okay. The party, though, in the book is just... House elves are doing it. So it's like, why not just have it be house elves serving? And then you can just have Neville in the background. It's fine. I don't know. Who are you? So, um... Everything at the borough is awful. Uh... (laughs) Ginny Jenny and Harry are sitting on a couch. It really
1: is. Jenny it's is, so terrible.
0: Let's let's run through this. Let's Jenny, not. Ginny and Harry are sitting on a couch.
1: You guys can just trust us and believe us when we say it's terrible and yes. not watch this movie. So, so for, well, first
0: Harry's sitting down. He's talking to, to Mr. Weasley and Lupin and Tonks. And Lupin and Tonks yes. get up. And then Ginny comes and sits down with a plate of cookies or something. I don't know what they are. And Mr. Weasley, Weasley's like, oh, get up. And, uh... Um he gets up and then leaves them alone and then she's like want a cookie? And he's like uh oh, and she's like open up. I want uh, don't you trust me? And they there's like a, ling- a lingering shot of of like the two of them like looking at this like cookie or something. And then she she hands it to him and she he like eats it out of her hand and he's like it's good. And then Ron comes and sits down between them. And then he hands like Like, is Ron supposed to have
1: clued into that at this point? No, Ron's a clueless idiot. We've already established that in these movies. But the way it's
0: played, it's like he wouldn't sit in between them if he wasn't, like, insecure about...
1: Anyway! But he he looks like he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah,
0: that's why I'm confused. I'm like,
1: what are are we going for here? The movie doesn't know. (laughs) Um... And then we get into the, the terrible action scene because the movie needs to stop for us to oh, have no, a terrible no, 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 action scene. No no no, 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 sorry. Oh, there's more. There's oh, you're, more. You're, you're, oh, you're dragging me back down.
0: Uh, Harry is going up to bed, I guess, or coming down from bed, and Jenny's R- going up to bed, and they meet in the stairs, and then Harry is like, oh, hey. Or Jenny's Ron- like, is Ron already in bed? And then Harry's like, yeah. And then Jenny's like, your shoelace is untied. And she goes down and she ties his shoelaces. And that's a scene That's just a it, is, that, is that romantic? Is whoever wrote that idea of romance Like the, the, the woman uh, Or the man is, is entirely dependent upon the woman For basic functions? What am I supposed What? what?
1: <laughs> Who let this happen? You keep looking at me like I'm going to give you answers. Yes! So oh. then the burrow scene. Ta-
0: go, go... I'm done talking for a moment. Go take your burrow scene so away. So
1: for some reason, out of nowhere... Well, first off, the burrow has conveniently changed location. Uh, to a, but the middle of a cornfield? <laughs> to the middle of a cornfield. Um... Go back and watch the, the the second Harry Potter movie. That's not where the Burrow's yes. is located. Even go back and watch the fourth one. Mm-hmm. The fourth one is consistent with the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bellatrix and the, the werewolf Fenrir Greyback or whatever, yep. who's not really a character in these movies, which is fine. But we um, like try to make him a char- a more important
0: character. But for he's some not. Reason. But we take out Bill. So why is he even? We'll talk Who about. are that. you?
1: We'll talk about that. Continue. But then Bill shows up in the next one. He's like, "Oh, I got scratched by Finrear." Does whatever. he really? Yes, he does. And it's like, oh who's Fenrir? Because we never say his name. Oh, that's um, oh god. Oh well, yeah, it's terrible. Um, no, so they it, it's they, almost, they, it's they like, say his it's name a couple like, times in this movie.
0: It's it is it is actually mentioned. We establish who he is.
1: Are you? There's a newspaper clipping. It's like a there's one a newspaper poster. clipping. Dumbledore establishes his
0: name at the the top of the the, the Okay. He shows up. If and, you and say so, it's like, is that Anyways. you, Finrear? I think.
1: I could be uh, wrong about you, that, but I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, but for some reason, they decide to attack the burrows. I thought there were like enchantments and stuff to protect it. Mm-hmm. I guess I was wrong. There was no danger at all. Um, right. Then I guess it's just to draw Harry out. The p- I don't know why they're attacking now or what their goal is. Mm-hmm. And then Harry and Ginny just run out there like complete morons. What well, Harry, Harry runs out there. Bellatrix is like, "I killed Sirius." But Ginny not? is right, like,
0: fine. "Ginny is like, I tied his shoes. He loves me." <laughs> <laughs> and so then she runs out after him Into the cornfield And then we get I, Okay,
1: I, I, I need a series of posters With the each It's like one sheets of the, each specific character And it's a quote And it's Ginny's picture And it's got that quote on it I tie his shoes, he loves me <laughs> Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince I Yep Perfect Um, But anyways, it turns into like a horror scene
0: It's like all but quick it's, like... It's,
1: it's five minutes of quick cuts in a cornfield but it's pitch black and I, I can't tell what's happening and yeah. then eventually Bellatrix and the other guy just leave and they set the burrows on fire but everyone's fine so mm-hmm. whatever and it's like oh now back to your regularly scheduled program <laughs> <Yes. laughs> uh why hello seriously take your budget from that scene and put it into a chase scene at Hogwarts at the very end yeah I don't know. It's just the worst. I don't know. And it would at least be something if, like, the, the scene were well edited or well shot, well lit, but it's it's just, just. terrible. <laughs> it, everything with it is wrong. Yep. I hate it. I hate it so much.
0: Yep. Um, Anything else with Ginny that we need to tackle? Uh, I guess we haven't actually, like, talked about the room requirement scene. It's all just very strange because she shows up and she's like, hey, Harry, I'm going to help you with this book. And it's like, okay. yeah."
1: Whereas I feel like Hermione or Ron would be like, okay, we're going to take charge here. But for some reason, Ginny's just like, I'm going to do it.
0: And the way it's – no, what actually happens in the book is that he grabs
1: the book. Yes, I understand. There's actual explanations and logic to how things work in the book. Even better,
0: he grabs the book. He runs to his dorm he asked Ron to he asked Ron for his and actually like switches the covers or something like or no he already switches the covers earlier. That's another thing. Eh, whatever. Um he asked Ron for his book. He grabs his book um and then takes his book th- takes the Half-Blood prince book to the room requirements, stuffs it in there, runs back out, runs back to the bathroom and then meets Snape there. And so then he has Ron Ron's book instead. And so that's like a whole thing. Like he does that all on his own because he wants yeah. to protect the book, but he's also like conflicted about it and so it's like yeah um instead we use it as an excuse to put Ginny again to put Ginny in that scene and have that be the scene where they kiss even though there is a scene tailor made literally right after that where you could just have it be Mount Harry got detention next scene Harry's serving detention instead of at the Quidditch match next scene room or common room kisses Ginny we did it
1: we did it. Why did you make Yay. it dumb? Why did you make it so dumb? Is that your review of the movie? <laughs> yes. Uh But then Ginny kisses Harry and she's uh, well she asks him to close his eyes so she can hide the book and then she kisses him mm-hmm. and she's like that can stay up here too if you want. And then she just disappears Batman style and I really wanted Harry to go. So that's what that feels <laughs> like. Kissing a girl? <laughs> 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 no i yes. forgot he
0: gets he kissed. show in front of cedric that's that's right
1: <laughs> we don't talk about that
0: <laughs> we talk about that quite a bit no we don't um all right so that's Ginny.
1: and then of course What's... like
0: we already kind of mentioned we get no closure to any of that it's just like no he's just... oh no, no no sorry 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 there's a bit we're missing here we're at the end <laughs> dumbledore is dead Dumbledore is dead and they are sitting on the astronomy tower. Ron and Hermione and Harry are. They're on the yep. astronomy tower. And Harry is literally like Well, so Harry's is explaining to them that the locket that they got is was a fake locket because it's it's nice. R A B. And um he's like, Dumbledore died for nothing. Everything is terrible. I hate this. I can't like just just pouring his soul out about how d- much in despair he is. Yeah. And then Hermione's like, hey, by the way, Ron's okay with you being with Ginny. Just don't kiss her too much in front of him. Literally, there's no transition. There's no like, yeah, Harry, that's pretty bad. Man, that really sucks for you. But hey, here's a good... It's literally just that is her response. And he's like, I'm not going back to Hogwarts, Hermione. This is not a thing that's important to me right now. Why are you talking to me? And that's how this movie handles emotions.
1: So Hermione, Ron, and Lavender. So Hermione, Ron, and Lavender. Oh God, we're um, over half a- an hour and a half into this. Yeah.
0: So that
2: <laughs> we
1: need to like- address. Okay, so we need to address that. We need to address the the finale, mm-hmm. all the stuff with with going to the cave and and Dumbledore and all yeah. that, and then the production design and the, the discoloring of this movie, yes. and then we'll be done. Um, we're almost um, done, folks, we'll- and by that we'll- I mean we'll be here for another hour, at
0: least another hour, um, at least another hour. So. There is... We're gunning for the length of the movie. That's what we're doing right now. (laughs) So, uh, in the book, that kind of just happens again. And a lot of it is similar to begin with, where it's like Lavender is just suddenly obsessed with Ron. And so she's... they, They start... And Ron's like, hey, a girl is trying to kiss me I'm okay with this even though yeah. it's kind of like continues to play that he still is jealous of like Hermione and like wants still kind of wants Hermione but he's just like never had a relationship before so he's well and it's played up as the whole thing is that like he is jealous of Hermione because he thinks that Hermione kissed Crumb um, which is kind of dumb but it's played what
1: better in the book uh, Hermione Nini
0: yes and so that's the whole thing is that he feels like Hermione like I guess is on another level than him or whatever and so he, yeah wants to get well, back uh, her. Well,
1: it's, it's interesting because this is the first time that Ron's actually gotten like fame and appreciation yes. and he's yes. done something well um, and like you said it's kind of transferred over from the fifth book like a lot of that stuff is kind of in the yeah. fifth book yeah. because that's when he starts playing Quidditch but it's nice that they kind of do it here
2: yeah.
1: Uh, um, so I, I, I'm fine with that like Ron gets fame and it kind of goes to his head and that makes Hermione yeah. jealous I just I hate Lavender Brown like she's she's on my 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 list of, of most hated characters <laughs> uh, no that's fair and, well so first which thing, is strange because but she gets murdered by Fenrir Greyback, I believe in, in Deathly Hallows Part 2 really? and I remember watching that and going Jesus <laughs> is she dead I mean I hated her but come <laughs> on um, what did she do yeah. so <laughs> she didn't deserve that <laughs> Well, no, I'm kidding. And there's um, like one reaction shot of her just corpse laying on the ground. It happens. And it's like Hello. Like okay. Yeah.
0: Um. So, one thing before we really get into ripping this one, this this storyline apart, um, Hermione's re- response to to Lavender grabbing Ron and kissing him at the match and Ron kissing back, uh, Hermione's like or Emma wants it. The reason, the the scene that made me be like, all right, she's my best thing. Um, her performance in that scene where she just like reacts and is just like, I have been waiting for this idiot for six years. Why doesn't he notice me? Why Why won't yeah. he just make a move? Like I'm so like, it, like like it's just played
1: perfectly it is legitimately heartbreaking to watch well um i don't like how she goes is this what it feels like to be looking yeah, at Ginny? yeah yeah i mean the, i hate that well then ne- i'm so i'm talking about
0: just that scene the next scene okay. goes too far i no, think no 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 that's that's the same scene no 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 She she does that in the common room i'm talking about in the common room she looks at him yeah no there's a scene where she's standing beside harry and she looks at oh you're just talking about her reaction yes just her reaction okay. just her reaction okay um, and it's just n- n-
1: without dialogue.
0: Yes, exactly. Okay. She okay. doesn't have yeah. to. She doesn't have to play to any stupid scriptwriter's deal. She's just like, oh, I can. I can show an emotion. I'll do that. I can do that. Look, I did it really well. What's that? You're not going to let me continue to do that? Okay, that's fine. Um, the next scene, yeah, is, is is very. It gets very cheesy and over the top, but just that reaction is excellent. Um, anyway,
1: you know, it's just like. It's just strange because she's like, is this how it feels when you look at Ginny? I've noticed you you looking at her. And I really want Harry to be like, well, I mean, you and Ron have been kind of... (laughs) Yeah. Like, you, you guys have been into each other a lot longer than i've been into Ginny, so why this is so strange and And that's and that's of course
0: that is additional dialogue that is not the way that scene plays out
1: and then lavender and ron conveniently run out into that same area and they're like let's go find a different area and Mm -hmm. hermione sends a bunch of birds after ron because she's upset with him and the birds die did hermione just kill a bunch of birds well she i mean she made the birds they're not did, real. Did she make them? They're just magic that... birds. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's that's a okay. whole thing from the book. That is actually in the book where she she sends them out. But it's actually played a little more interesting where it's like she she walks out, she storms or stomps out of the room, and it's kind of like okay, well, I guess that's diffused for now. And yeah. then uh, she then she screams, she turns around and screams and sends them at him right as she's leaving. And it's like,
1: um, well, anyway, for, it just seemed weird because they didn't really set up whether or not they were real. Oh in yeah, the movie. So it's just like. <laughs> Did she just kill birds? Like, You're I thought wrong. Hermione cared about life. No.
0: As long as she's got Ron. Because she's only valuable with a man. That's the message they're trying to send. Um, anyway. Um. Toothpaste. There's a couple of different toothpaste. scenes. There's a couple of different scenes where Hermione has something on her face. One it's like toothpaste once and then like she, she
1: drinks it's like It's beer. like the weird tree it dropping is like obsession the weird tree thing. from Goblet of Fire. She drinks
0: but there so there's that where she, she in the burrow, it's right after it's it's wedged right after uh, Ron and or sorry, Harry and Ginny's awkward reunion. Yeah. Hermione or Ron looks over at Hermione is like, You've got something on you got some toothpaste on, on your mouth. And, like, tr- tries to wipe it off. And everyone just stands around smiling, like, half-smiling awkwardly. And I'm like, this is the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen. Um, but then it gets worse, because then she drinks butterbeer, and she has, yeah. like, a milk mustache. And she's like... And Ron's like, you've, you've got something on your, your mouth. And and so she wipes it off, and then, like, looks around, like, embarrassed. And then that's the scene. That's That's all it is. I'm very confused by
1: this. Anyway... Are you laughing yet? Yes. But doctor, he says, I am <laughs> Uh
0: Yeah. He, um, or then, so, Lavender, what's, what's the next big issue? Is it, does it really just go to the, the hospital stuff?
1: Yes. So that I hospital I, scene. I, I, I do like the scene where Ron is, is, has eaten the chocolates and she it, yes. he's obsessed with oh, right, right, yes. I find that scene hilarious so, where, so here's where a he, weird thing where, where <laughs> Ron gets mad at her at Harry and he's like how dare you not take this seriously and, and he's like I'm in love with her and Harry goes fine you're in love with her have you ever actually met her
0: yeah no that dialogue can you introduce me <laughs> that dialogue is all straight from the book just exactly. of course it is yeah. of course um, it is even I think when he gets well maybe maybe not quite when he gets to um Slughorns, but it's very similar. So anyway, that so he, two things. For one, Hermione, during that scene um in the book, Ron brushes off Lavender saying I've got to go see or Harry's going to go introduce me to Remil Vane. Yeah. And so that's a that's like a oh, Lavender's like what's going on? Is right. Ron not like me anymore? Like that's a thing. Right. And then um later the in the scene where he where Harry uses like the the hospital scene, Hermione is there and like the rest of them are there when he says Hermione. I think, but Lavender never shows up in that okay. scene. Like she's that's that's not how that falls apart. The the like catalyst for for them falling apart is that they are all up in in Harry and Ron's dorm. Harry, Hermione, and Ron are all up in their dorm right before Harry takes the Felix Felicius. And so he takes it, and he puts on the invisibility cloak, and so then Hermione and Ron walk down the stairs alone, seemingly. And so then Lavender sees them, and she's like, what were you doing up there with him? And then finally, like, it just spirals out, and then he ends up breaking up with her. I really wish
1: Hermione was like, having sex, what do you think?
0: (laughs) Just laughs her. Yeah, no, and that's, and so that's, like, another thing. So that scene in the book is even more instrumental in, like, everything playing out the way it does, and, like, it's, oh, Harry... Harry's luck also helped him to to set his best friends up in a way that they're now going to be less like mm-hmm. at odds with each other and all that stuff so yeah it, I don't know why you can't just do that as opposed to the the hospital scene which is just the worst
1: <laughs> Hermione calls Lav- Lavender a Dimbo she does call her a Dimbo that's correct I, what's better Yumpy or Dimbo a uh, Yumpy
0: Gotta give it to get Yumpy. Um, <laughs>
1: <And> <laughs> but the they, award they, goes to Yumpy. They get
0: they get in this argument in front of Snape, Slughorn, and Dumbledore. And yeah. I'm like, why is this happening? And What's Snape, going on? And
1: Alan, you can tell on Alan Rickman's face, he's just like, guys, <laughs> my. My my character pseudonym is in the title. I
0: really wish there was a there was a part where where he's just like looking around like the John Travolta uh, confused meme. He was just <laughs> he was just looking around with his hands up like what's going on like that and they just left it in the movie like he's looking off to the side like H- hello.
1: Correction it, is the, is the correct term a pseudonym or should I have just said alias?
0: I don't know pseudonym probably works that's fine. Okay, um, yeah, it's frustrating and And there's and and, like Hermione and Lavender's
1: constantly like my one one and I'm like what are you five
0: yes and Lavender is like what are you doing here and Hermione's like I could ask the same of you and it's like Hermione and Ron have been or Lavender and Ron have been dating Hermione like you you can't what are you what and and they yell at each other and then Dumbledore is like ah the pangs of love yep And, and yeah Dumbledore asks Harry at one point in this movie uh if he's if he has the hots for Hermione. And so that's a thing. Dumbledore's just very pervy in this movie and it's concerning to me.
1: Um well it's also just like he doesn't say why. He just goes, "Oh, I apologize. I was merely curious." And Harry just <laughs> wanted to be like, "What are you playing at? <laughs> Old man?
0: <laughs> I have to teach you a lesson again." Yeah, it's it's just it's just bizarre I don't know like why I they know you were in
1: love happen. with Grindelwald but this is just getting ridiculous <laughs>
0: <laughs> I also feel like and maybe this is inevitable but I feel like Slughorn is just generally so here's the thing is that well I'll, I'll put that put a bit in that do you have are more we done say? with the relationship I was gonna stuff? say do you have more to say are about we, Lavender because if not then we'll... I.
1: she's just gone after that there's like the one scene where he, he's like oh I, I don't remember how like how we broke up And then Hermione's like... It wasn't... It was brief. Um, I also... The scene where he's like... Whispering Hermione in his sleep... I found to be the most cringeworthy thing... I've ever witnessed in my life. I... In the theater... Little mild anecdote... I actually said out loud... Are you serious? When that scene happened. I don't condone talking in the (laughs) middle of a movie. I was so just... Yeah. I had so many angry feelings... Watching (laughs) this movie... Um, this is one of my first experiences in the theater where I was like, "I hate this movie." <laughs> um, oh. but yeah, I I hate it so, so much. <laughs> okay,
0: so playing off of that that scene with the Felix. Um, another thing is that he puts on his invisibility cloak. He walks down there. In the movie, Slughorn is stealing the like he's taking leaves off of the plants
1: yeah and he's like these are very valuable
0: yes um in the book he asks for them from his professor sprout and professor sprouts like yeah you can have some for your potions class that sounds good and he's like good transaction like they're adults and you know they're just they're they work at the school and they Question. need supplies
1: is Slughorn a slytherin yes interesting yes because that kind of feeds into my desire for having a Slytherin that's not pure evil. Yep. Not once is it said in this movie that he's a Slytherin. Yep. I'm I'm done with this movie. <laughs> Let's not even talk about it anymore. Let's just cast it away. Or talk about
0: it for another three hours. <laughs> so, uh, so that's the thing that bothers me, is that... I mean, for one, Harry shows up, and then he already knows about Aragog, so he tells Slughorn that he's going to help Hagrid with his tragedy and so I feel like that's kind of jarring in the movie where it's just like oh giant dead spider and Hagrid's upset about it I guess I feel like that kind of comes out of nowhere would have been nice to get a little more on that but whatever Um, but yeah I'm bothered by the fact that they turn Slaghorn into more of like a creepy like yeah uh, uh,
1: he seems a lot more sleazy
0: yes I mean he's not he's still pretty sketchy in the book but at least it's in that particular case, it's just like, oh, okay. I don't know.
1: Let's talk about the finale and, and the coloring, and we'll be done. Yeah. So... I kind of... Well, like whole the thing. Ca- Here. I like the cave scene well enough. Yep. Yeah. Um, the fact that we have no understanding of why we're at this cave, like what this location means, its significance... Um, just all the background stuff just stripped away, and then it turns into a horror movie for some reason. Yeah. Um, but it's fine, I guess.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It, gets it does done. feel it does feel a little bit like a like kind of the the Chris Columbus movies where the scenes just the action scenes mm-hmm. just too long. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just because I wasn't invested in this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it felt too long, like Harry getting dragged and thrown in the water, and then yeah. Dumbledore being like yeah. fire everywhere, special effects. Yeah. Like again, this movie.
0: Again, the book is... Uh, a thing grabs him, they start to come up on the island, Dumbledore throws the fire ring around, they get out.
1: Yeah. We're fine.
0: However, yeah. the setup is different, because... And it, I'm torn... Well, I... So in the book, um, they go down into Hogsmeade, and they uh, apparate out from there. Whereas... The movie is just like, eh, Dumbledore can operate through Hogwarts, which is fine, if you want to, you know, condensing for time or whatever. But when they come back, the Dark Mark is over Hogwarts already. They've thrown the Dark Mark up to try and lure Dumbledore and Harry back up there. And Harry finds out that Malfoy has succeeded. He, he's going by the room of requirement, and he hears Malfoy cheering, and he's like, like, on the way to Dumbledore's office, he's like, oh my gosh, Malfoy has succeeded whatever he's going to do he's going to do it tonight while Dumbledore is gone like while right. I'm out with Dumbledore so he that he warns the DA he warns Harry and Ron and, and ask them to warn everyone else and it ends up being Ginny Luna and Neville and they all um band together to like help out with the Order of the Phoenix who's already stationed there so that they can try and take out uh I was gonna say or they they can try and stop it before it happens and right. so and Bill's there as well. Bill's part 'cause he as part of the Order of the Phoenix, which is a whole thing. I guess I should mention that real quick that Bill, Ron's older brother, is there at the borough when they go there, and he's with Fleur 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 Delacour. Um and Tomato tomato. Yes. And right. he's engaged to her. And Jenny and um Hermione and Miss Weasley all kind of hate her because she's very like and pompous and that sort of thing and so bill is also there and basically the dark mark is over the castle so they immediately and the reader immediately gets the sense of like oh lord is someone dead it's like oh did, did did they build up jenny just to kill her off like is that what's going on here like what what just happened this is terrifying and they get up there uh, they use they actually use broomsticks to get up to the top of the castle um, from Madame Rosmerta, and they get up there, and uh, Dumbledore is like, "I need." That's when Dumbledore's like, "I need you to go get Snape so that Snape can like like because of this dark mark." And right. then and Harry puts on the invisibility cloak, which I think is going to work into something that you have a problem with here. Uh, and then Dumbledore petrifies him right as Malfoy shows up and. Uh, disarms dumbledore so dumbledore petrifies harry so harry cannot move malfoy disarms dumbledore it was the last thing dumbledore did before malfoy disarmed him like he did instead of protecting himself and that's how and so harry sits there listening to the entire discussion and malfoy says yes one of your members is dead i i will i stepped over him on the way up here and so there's this dread of like who else did we lose yeah, um, And we later find out that it was Bill. And there's actually a really, really nice scene where Bill has been disfigured by Fenrir Greyback. And Fleur and Miss Weasley are standing over. And Miss Weasley was like, he was going to be married too. And Fleur is like, what do you mean he was going to be? And, and Miss Weasley's like, well, I thought you might not want to be with him anymore. And wait, wait, wait. So,
1: so does he die
0: in this? No, 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 no. J- okay. Just the fact that he's... Di- no, that's what I'm saying. is He's disfigured. And Miss Weasley is like, sort of... Implying that Fleur is going to be shallow enough that she's going to to leave him, and Fleur okay. is like, it's this really great little scene where Fleur is like, no, I'm I'm pretty enough for the both of us. I don't care. He's he's just this. These scars just show how brave he is. And then like, there was a great little bit where where um, Miss Weasley says that she can borrow a tiara that's been in their family, and then they both just break down crying and hugging each other like they finally make up. It's the it's really well done. And we miss all of that, of course, because this movie doesn't have time for emotional beats that are powerful and resonate with the audience. Um, where was it going next? So Harry Harry gets petrified. Malfoy is now talking to Dumbledore, and this is what I assume you were talking about there—the fact that Harry is not petrified during.
1: Harry just stands there like yes. a complete moron. Yes, I'm sorry. I don't care if Dumbledore says you have to trust me. Harry would not have exactly have allowed that to happen, which is why Dumbledore
0: actively petrifies him
1: yes. in the book because it's like he knows that Harry would be too headstrong to not. And intervene. I guess, I guess the idea is he he trusts Dumbledore up to a point, and then Snape shows up, and Harry thinks everything is going to be okay because Snape shows up.
0: Yes, but there's a point at which he would have you would have expected him to just hit Malfoy, It'd be like,
1: or he would have joined Snape. He would have gone up there yeah, with yeah, him. Yeah. I I'm sorry that that's to me that that felt like like a uh, han shot first like we're we're changing this for the worse. Yes. You know. I agree. Um I'm like I'm sorry the character would not behave that way. Yes, exactly. Um and then Snape shows up, he kills Dumbledore. Um that's all fine. I I do love Daniel Radcliffe's acting when he's mm-hmm. confronting Snape. Yep. And he keeps yelling, he trusted you.
0: Yeah. Well, but I was going to say for, first there's the bit... We, we have to talk about the fact that the book has this entire sequence where they run through the castle. There's curses and jinxes and spells flying everywhere. The castle's kind of... like The, the corridor they're in is kind of falling apart. Right. Um, you're not sure who all is safe. We kind of find people here and there. And Harry keeps running into people. He gets out onto the ground. And so there's there's a sense of, like, is anyone else dead? We don't know. Harry runs out onto the grounds. He's just running headlong and screaming at Snape and trying to curse him with the unforgivable curse. Uh, Hagrid shows up to try and stop them and then Hagrid's house gets set on fire and then you freak out because Hagrid's like Fang's in my house and he has to run in and save Fang and like it's this whole terrifying climax to this this very quiet build throughout the entire book and then we find out that Snape is the hapless prince which is just thematically a very strong thing as far as the characters and, and Harry it's the book is all about like Harry's trust of characters and his obsession with fight, with proving that certain characters are evil and the fact that he's overlooking the book right in front of his nose and the fact that it was written by the guy he thinks is evil it's just a whole thing and instead it's just cut down to Harry runs after Snape and then Snape disappears And it's, I just I don't know that you have to have it but I, I think that sense of tension and suspense is really important to drive home the fact that nowhere is safe now yeah. this is voldemort's world harry now has to go stop voldemort because he's never going to have that safe place until he does like
1: yeah i don't know i do like the scene where they actually go up to dumbledore's dead body and harry starts breaking down and then they shine yes, all the that lights is a nice that's not in the book that eliminate is eliminate nice the dark yeah, mark to
0: get rid of the dark mark mm-hmm. i like that quite a bit
1: See, we can say we like things about we this said, movie sometimes. We said,
0: like, in the middle of just bashing everything around one particular thing, we'll be like, oh, that thing's pretty
1: good, though. God. That being said, there are a couple more things I like. Okay. Uh, before we get into the final thing that we don't like, um, there's a couple of nice little lines where the it's almost, like, um, self-referential, I guess, um, or self-aware where like Harry at one point he tells Dumbledore at this point sir I just kind of go with it and I'm mm-hmm. like okay I kind of like that and then yep. McGonagall oh. goes after they see Katie Bell get um, what it was cursed yeah she gets cursed by the, the, the necklace or whatever she goes why is it always you three yep. and Ron goes honestly professor I've been asking myself the same thing for six okay. years that's good
0: that being said in that scene snape is there it may not be the exact same scene but i think it's that scene snape is there and harry's like malfoy did it yeah harry would not like do that in front like in the book it's like harry specifically tracks down mcgonagall and everyone's
1: just excessively stupid in this yes (laughs) okay
0: have we done your your trusty list of misgivings yeah we we we
1: covered everything
0: I just checked um, through all the texts I sent at you and they seem to be good so um
1: yeah we we um we covered everything on my list um last thing so thematically as these movies get darker the color grading has actually gotten darker it's gotten it's gotten more washed out with its color palette
2: mm-hmm.
1: so by the time we get to this one it's for a lot of it it's practically black and white No. Yep. I think this movie is ugly I agree This is not a good looking movie And especially when it's like Magic Spells And and like they've done such a good job In the previous movies Of like having it be colorful Mm -hmm. It's just Like it doesn't look good Mm -hmm. And I'm like I guess that hides Some of the terrible special effects It really does not feel
0: like This is the same director As the last movie
1: Yeah Even though it is Yeah It's strange. Mm-hmm. Well, even like th- the scene where, where Draco and, and Harry fight, like it's it's all it's pretty much black and white, and we don't even know what spells they're casting at each other because they're doing silent spells or nonverbal spells again, and it's just like a bunch of little explosions, and it's like there's no creativity to this fight.
0: Yeah,
1: I thought that was kind of. A huge interesting part of them using magic Was just that it's mm-hmm. kind of creative The kind of spells that they can come up with mm-hmm. Um And I think that's even furthered in that burrow chase scene Where it's just like we're just casting things At each other and blocking them it's fine yep. It's fine don't think about it Yep, um, Don't think brain you'll hurt yourself <laughs> Um But yeah I just I get it that's something If the movie was a lot better I wouldn't be Harping on it so much yeah. Um because I get where it, what it's supposed to mean thematically. We're literally t- w- taking the color out of this world as Voldemort's grasp on it gets tighter. Mm-hmm. I get it, but it looks ugly, Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to watch a movie that's this ugly. Yep. I don't know. That's all. That's all I got. I don't know if you you want to add anything to that, or if we're if we're good. Nah. All I
0: th- right, I think I think it's time. <laughs>
1: All right, we've we've passed two hours. Let's we've do passed grades. Two hours. I'm I'm giving this a. Oh, I got to think about this. Um, Same. I'm not sure if I want to fail this.
0: So so. Uh, I get presented the the analogy to you that we on a lot of good movies will will say. <clears throat> There was just a few things that if they had changed, this could have been an, a great and excellent movie. You know, It could have really elevated the entire thing. It was that close. There were just a couple of bits. This, or even of a bad movie almost being a good movie. Like, we'll say the same thing. Yeah. This movie is a bad movie that is just a couple of, of bits of inspiration and, and, and sort of, like, uh, bits of people trying, basically, from being yeah. just an awful movie like it could it, it is that close to being just the worst
1: yeah oh god i'm gonna go d d yeah
0: I'm going d-. That, i am going don't
1: i don't want to go d minus or even like f or f plus or anything because i feel like that might be a little too extreme i'm uh, going d minus <laughs> okay I'm trying to be a little bit level-headed here, but...
0: It's not its uh, not up for an F+. It would never be up for an F+. <laughs> that's true. That's it, true. It doesn't deserve that honor.
1: There's nothing schlocky about it to enjoy, so...
0: Realistically, for me, an F+, is probably, like, better than a D plus. <laughs> I think that's the way I think about it. Or at, at least you least get more...
1: It, it's probably a worse movie, but you get more entertainment. Exactly. Probably. Exactly. That's fair. Um yeah, this is the worst of the Harry Potter movies and it should have been <laughs> one of the best if not the best. Yes. Um and I'm not sure how much of this has to do with the writer strike that happened in like 2008 and 2009 because mm-hmm. apparently they pushed the movie back because of that. Right. And even still, I don't know how much of it like Steve Kloves wrote this this one again. Mm-hmm. Um he didn't write the fifth one, and that one's the best. I wonder if that's saying anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wrote this one. I don't know how much of it is actually him or how much of it is they had to kind of make up stuff. Yeah. Uh, sort of a Quantum of Solace type deal where right. Daniel Craig and the director were just kind of making up stuff as they went. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm not quite sure what what all the backstory is with, with all of that. Um, that being said, these, all the stuff that's not production-wise... Um, feels rushed every single aspect feels rushed or mishandled yes. on some level yes it's no. not good
0: nope you can find us online at herecomesequels.blogspot.com. you can find us through email at sequels at gmail.com you can find us on twitter at hctsequels you can also find us on iTunes and YouTube if you just give Sequels a search
1: there Okay. <laughs> uh next week we'll be talking about Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, which yeah. I have considered to be one of the best of mm-hmm. the bunch. Um I'll have to see if that changes at all. <laughs> I'll, I'll be very interested, especially after this one. Although like I said this one kind of met my expectations pretty much pitch perfect. Um Whereas the past several have been kind of ups and downs of weirdness yep. in terms of how they met my expectations yep. or did not. Um, yeah, I just... This movie's just it sucked out all of my excitement about <laughs> Harry Potter. I'm excited to read the seventh book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still like... I'm like two-thirds of the way through Gobble of Fire, mm-hmm. and I'm still enjoying it, mm-hmm. so... yeah do we have anything else we want to say are we just gonna let it peter out some more i think
0: we're good all right <laughs> <Let's ax it. laughs>
1: thanks for listening everybody if you managed to stick all the way through <laughs> our our incessant complaining about a movie that nobody cares about correct Art is subjective nothing is real good night and good luck